What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello. Uh, hi. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Kate. I'm Kate. I've seen Mad Men several times. I'm Ashley. I've seen it just once. Not even. Not even. Right now is the one. It's like a rolling wave <laughs> of you having seen episodes of Mad Men. And this is Mad Women. <laughs> you pronounce it like Stewie pronounces cool whip. Indeed. Okay. okay. There's an H in Mad Women. There is. It's I don't know that. silent and also invisible. And it's, it's not silent. It's just that's invisible. That's the thing. Right. I'm looking to make it... Vis- not invisible, but silent. All right. I've put what some curtains in front of the window and my cat. It's it's like in every comedy where, like, someone is trying to get off stage really quickly, but they yeah. can't find yeah, they where can't the curtains meet. The opening. That's right. what Bloom is doing right now. Well, and it's also like every stereotype of a cat on curtains. That nails come out immediately. Yes. And all they want to do is get behind them or around them. Well, and they just hang on them. It's just the... The paws up on the curtain yeah. and them hanging. And and you tell them, hang in there, baby. <laughs> That's what I tell them. That's I don't what know I what you them. tell them. Okay. I tell them, get off my damn curtains, Plume. Oh, I say, get it, girl. Oh, you incur. Well, you're. I'm a chaos monster. I'm a chaos monster. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Ashley. Did we do anything wrong last week? No. It Not was a single thing. The season finale, and we yeah. crushed it. We crushed it. Top to Hard. bottom. Mm-hmm. We, Left to right. We took our little our Diagonal. little fingers and we crushed it. We crushed it. We crushed the season finale. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do here on Mad Women. We crush things. Yes. Well, I have, Tell me, I how have are a surprise you? for you. What is your surprise for me? I've literally been hiding it because I wanted <gasps> it to be a surprise. You bitch. It's the chocolate surprise. What? A chocolate surprise. I brought you a chocolate surprise. Okay, okay. you ready? That's closing my eyes. My foley. Okay, reach. Okay, there you Cadbury. go. <gasps> it's a Cadbury Crunchy. It's a Crunchy like I was telling it's you about. It's the bubble one. Yeah, I Googled it to uh-huh. make sure it's gluten-free. Okay. And the internet says that it is. Golden honeycomb yeah. ripped in honey. Nope, Cadbury milk chocolate. Yeah. I really wanted just honey to be in there a couple more I also times. brought one for myself. All right, so this is where if we, we need to try them. Oh, simultaneously? Yes. And crunch into the microphone? Yeah. Let's do some Search. ASMR. <laughs> My right. mom brought me these yeah. from when she was in Florida. I guess there was a great little British shop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. That didn't really make sense. <laughs> she was in Florida for two yeah. months, and there was a great little British shop, and so uh-huh. she got me a bag of treats. Yeah. And she gave me some crunchies. Okay. And I said, this is perfect timing. Perfect timing. All right. Here ready? we go. Okay. Is it tasty? I mean, I know the answer. It is very tasty. It's very tasty. It's like if a Butterfinger had honey instead of peanut butter. Yes. And yes, okay it's like a that. Butterfinger, but less dense. Yeah. Not as stick to your teethy. Mm-hmm. All right. It's real tasty. Out of respect for our listeners. Okay. We'll stop eating the treats. If you hate food, if you're one of those people <laughs> that just hates food, then guess what? We'll never eat again. Mm-hmm. And that's our gift to you. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. That's really sweet of you. You're welcome. I love candy, and that's a tasty candy. It is a tasty candy. That I've candy. never had before. Yay! Mmm. All mm. right. Okay. Nailed it. 
Nailed it. Gr- crushed Listener, it. it's really hot right now. I have it's... not turned on the air conditioning. Look, I'm hot. It's like legit. I had to go home and change. I was wearing yeah. jeans and a t-shirt and even that was too much. I had to put on a little mm-hmm. summer dress. Yeah. Because Michigan was like, one day I'm going to be 50 yeah. and the next I'm going to be 78. That messy broad. Woof. The 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 mitten <laughs> with I don't know. You don't. All right. It's cuz it's too hot. It's cuz it's too damn hot. I'd like to get something with my baby tonight. What? Something that with like do do with my baby tonight. Dum 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 with my baby tonight, but what? it's too darn hot. I don't know, there's some song about how she wants to go get lucky, but Okay. It's too hot. Is to she sex. singing that song? It's a woman. Okay. I mean, I would not be surprised if there are multiple, uh, okay. or even if the original I guess author it, was a man. It but. makes sense that a woman would sing it. It makes sense that a woman would yeah. write it, because no man would be like, it's too hot. <laughs> it's too damn hot to bone. Nothing they're, will stop that. No, they're just going to yeah. do it and then yeah. fall asleep all sweaty. Every one of those Twitters, twi- tweets, in the format <laughs> of like, Bay, come over. Mm-hmm. Me, I can't. Bay, my parents aren't home. And then me... And they're doing something. And there's a joke to it somewhere okay. along the line. Yeah. Bay is always not... At least the other person is always a man. Is that what we're saying? In the me category? I don't know you don't what know, you're saying. You don't I know don't tweets. I don't know what's happening. Listener, I don't know tweets. I don't. If this isn't cut out, <laughs> I will put an example in our social media. All right. Well, it's season three. Episode one. <laughs> Out of town. I wrote out of a town. <laughs> Doesn't matter which uh, one. We're killing just, just out of a town. Out of a town. Any town. Comes. <laughs> who knows what. Maybe it's our town. Did you ever see our town? The play? I feel like I've read it. I'm it's sh- not happy. No. It's not. It's not like our house no that's a happy song about our yeah property. it's not even like in the heights which is about a town <laughs> uh excuse me hairspray about baltimore <laughs> yes mm. but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have anything to do with a city or a town in the title i'm sorry in the heights is, is a it, town well it's what like a neighborhood yeah. of a okay. borough oh, okay. of a t- Which Heights even is it? Washington Heights. Washington Heights? Probably. Yep. I nailed it. I'm not a New Yorker like you. I was going to say Wuthering Heights. <laughs> 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 that was really incorrect. I would love. I would love. Love a In the uh-huh. Heights, Wuthering Heights mashup. Yeah. That would be amazing. If that's not happening... If Lin-Manuel Miranda himself hasn't written it. What is like, he doing with his life? Fuck? Get off Twitter, guy. Jeez. Quit hanging out with Jomney's son and make Who? a Wuthering Heights. It's a, a Twitter. Is it a Twitter thing? It's a Twitter thing. Don't Twitter at me. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, it's just a different world out there, Ashley. You're discriminating against me. This is. Hey, this you is had an equal Socialism. That's not socialism. I mean, it's literally, this is my like 12 year Twitterversary this month. So. I know. It came and I said, no. Mm-hmm. It said happened no. and I said, I will never. So did most of uh, Mad Men, listen, Mad Women fans. <laughs> See, so I'm I'm, good I'm, I'm really pulling back on the old tweet machine. 
I've literally never seen a single tweet of ours. <laughs> I have no idea. They're great. <laughs> they're very different from I was the Instagram say, posts. I would love if they're just completely different. Yeah. Night and day. Like on Twitter, you get like really political, <laughs> nasty. I'm just a reply guy with the Rad Mad Women account. <laughs> Just Mike Huckabee tweets something and Rad Mad Women's like, this is a bad joke, you dummy. It's replies and then it's these bay memes, apparently. (laughs) Honestly, I think that would be a very successful Twitter account. Just a Mad Men uh, memes. Frankly, that account exists. Okay. And it is successful. Sure. I don't know it, but we did not. We're not the first ones to think of, take advantage of that. No. I'm sure. All right, well... There's so I, many horn dogs on that show. They're all going after oh, their yeah. bays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate... The, I appreciate very much yeah. the work you put into our social medias. Oh, my God. Um, but I've never seen that one. <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to look. I wouldn't know how to find it. Let me tell you. It's going to be, you know, chock full <laughs> of memes yeah. by the time this episode drops. Right. I'm going to type in, like, Mad Women Bird website. <laughs> it's just not... Come on, work. who are you? <laughs> Stephen Colbert in 2008? That's a really good joke. It's a very good joke. All Somebody right. out there got it. Somebody <laughs> out there. That's nice of you to say. That's nice of you to say. Oh, goodness gracious. We is had one time? bite of a crunchy and we're <laughs> wired. That's what it is. Listen, you don't know about British chocolates. Cadbury's will fuck you up. Oh, oh yeah. They're like Watch stronger They're on the st- other side of the pond. <laughs> yes. They can handle yeah. their shit over Damn, there. Americans yo. can't handle it. I it's like it's like spice in like India or exactly. something. Exactly. Their their lowest levels are very high for us. Right. So like sugar in England is Ooh. Man. Look at us. We're weak. We're tweaking out. <laughs> <laughs> There's bugs crawling all over my arms. <laughs> Ashley, it's your cue. Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that for season three, episode one, we would jump ahead into late 1963 slash early 1964. Uh, Don and Betty's baby would already be born. Okay, no. Because January, neither January Jones nor Betty Draper would uh, let anyone see her anything but thin. Okay. Yeah, I didn't nail that. It would be a square-headed little boy. (laughs) And Don would be scared of it because okay. he would know it was a bad yeah. omen. Yeah. Uh, Don and Betty are still on the rocks, but he's trying to be good. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh, she is salty. Betty is. And Don uh-huh. starts cheating with Peggy's hot secretary. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Uh, unburdened Peggy is happy and she's just going around the office. Rainbows and flowers are following her. Okay. Pete is just sitting in his office polishing his literal and figurative gun. <laughs> and he and Trudy are done. Oh, shit. No. And okay. their baby is on a llama in Nepal. Okay, Pete, Pete and Peggy's, Peggy's baby yeah. is on a llama in yeah. Nepal. A duck has liquored himself into the madhouse. Okay. He's angry at dawn, so he's in a padded room with a straight jacket on, just muttering yeah. stuff that he had yelled in the previous episode. Right. Don is now the president. He made Pete the head of the cow. Look at me. Hey. Look at me. Uh, Roger and Jane plan a huge wedding that tops Joan's wedding, 
But Mona pops out of the cake, says, not today, and causes another heart attack. And uh, Jane annuls their marriage right. before they consummate it. Because she's like, fuck you old. Yes. Yeah. She's like, you're too old for me. Yeah. This ain't going to work. Biscuit starts canoodling with Chauncey. <laughs> so we've got just brief shots of them panting at each other. Right, right. And Sally does cute shit. Okay. And there would be a new Bobby. Was there? I think there might have been. Really? You really should have looked at that we up. We should at have. some point. Okay. Um, and and also, you didn't give a lingo, but you did give an overarching prediction of bitches and hoes in different area. Well, codes. I already nailed that. <laughs> Girl, already nailed that. You shit. did. Yep. That is so true. I nailed Pete. Yeah. I nailed that shit. The end. I nailed Sally being cute. What time? When do you think this is? Okay, well, Betty is still pregnant. She's quite yes, pregnant. she is very pregnant. And it was the end of 1962 before. Yes. It was late fall. Yes. Because it was after the Cuban Missile yeah, Crisis. Yeah, that was October. So late October. Uh-huh. So if we go forward eight months, yeah. because by the time you find out you're pregnant, you're uh-huh. already four weeks along. Okay. So if we go forward eight months, October, November, December, January, June, so summer. At the latest. At the latest. Because she's not like about At the to latest, pop. right. So the latest, it's summer. So she's probably like springtime. Could be springtime. Particularly since June 20th is when summer starts. So I'm just going to really hammer okay, you down. Okay, so it's spring. It's probably springtime. Okay, now every time you do this, every time you're like, listen, Ashley, pay attention. <laughs> get it tight, get it right. <laughs> That tells me that oh. something's going to happen that's going to pertain to spring. Mm. Like, hey, yeah. every, we haven't made it to June. It's spring. And every time you point that out, I think, what? oh, shit, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I didn't have anything in mind. Well, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a stickler for consistency. You just, yeah. you got to make sure the facts are straight. I, I just, I don't like people getting away with stuff. <laughs> You've seen me. I know. You know I how like I it. work. I love it. I, I, I'll call you out on your bullshit. Do it. Somebody's this, got to. You're like telling, you're trying to trying to say like, Peggy already had, be, <laughs> Betty already had a baby. <laughs> Betty already had a baby. And this is just like another baby. What if like they already had their third oh, kid? This is kid shit. number four she's pregnant with. It's actually 1966. Listen. What's up? I would never do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I would never make such an asinine claim. Yeah, you don't stick to asinine claims. (laughs) That's not something that is in your character. No, because my claims are fun Uh and hilarious. They're asin 10. All right. Oh, my God. All right. All right. (laughs) I need to go home. This has gotten off the wall. Two seasons was played. synopsis in the third season opener salvatore and don take a business trip out of town oh, and uh out of a town out of the town <laughs> <laughs> uh and they learn a little bit about each other oh they sure do in balmer that's how they say baltimore really if you're like i thought you just said embalmer like um like a person who works <laughs> at the funeral home <laughs> There's a funeral. I was like, what scene did I miss where somebody is an embalmer? 
Like they learn a lot about each other. <laughs> In Balmer. <laughs> uh, that's gotta be a catchphrase somewhere. Alright, for the second half of the synopsis. Pete Campbell and Ken Cosgrove worry about the changes in Sterling Cooper and how the changes will impact them. Oh. Did you write the synopsis? No, I did not. Okay. I wrote the little embalmer part. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, it could have used another pass. It could have. All right. So we're once again not organized. I'm thinking we're just going to talk about everybody. We're just going to go from the top down. We're going to say this is the beginning of the episode. Then guess what? It's the next part. And then at some point we get to the end of the episode. (laughs) And then we'll just, I'll unplug my computer. (laughs) Throw it out the window like a baby. (laughs) And that's the podcast process, listeners. Okay. 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 So, starts off, it's like a real weird, dark, disorienting opening. We hear a fridge opening. Yeah. We see light on feet. Some nasty-ass feet. Nasty-ass boys' feet. Then uh, we see a burner. Yeah. And then we see Don. He is heating up milk in his kitchen. Which is how I knew that Betty was still pregnant. Mmm. You're smart. I didn't pick up on that. Well, because I assumed it was a craving thing. Like, middle of the Mm. night, heating up some milk for something. Yeah. Pregnancy craving. Yeah. He wouldn't do that for himself or his children. Fuck no. No. Fuck no. And then we get a flashback. And we see a woman who... We learn it. How did you approach this flashback? Tell us your what you were seeing and thinking. Well, okay. I didn't put pieces together in like in the very split second it starts. Yeah. But it's a woman in bed. She's just given birth. Yeah. And it didn't go well. No. Baby didn't make it. Right. And it's in like a bucket or something. Yeah. And the husband, the dad, Don's mm-hmm. dad, comes in and says, "Ah, oh, you killed another one." Which mm-hmm. rude. Real rude. Real fucking rude. Real gross rude. Real horrible. Just awful. Yeah. Awful. And so that was when I started piecing two and two together. That this was a his? <clears throat> yes. That this was Don's family. Yes. Um, And it started to make more sense why this family would have taken in Don. Mm-hmm. Because they've clearly been trying to have a child. Yeah. Because the midwife says, God will grant you a child. God will yes. gift you or whatever she says. Yes. Um, I'm so, glad yeah. you called her a midwife because I was like, I don't know who this woman is. <laughs> Why is this Margot Martindale lookalike woman here? I don't understand. Yeah. But yes, that is the very simple explanation <laughs> I appreciate. So yeah, and she tells the dad, like, yeah, why don't you stay off her, implying that right. he's the reason that she's not able to carry children to term. Yep. And then we see the same guy. Yeah, but a different girl, very yeah. young girl. She and looks like a teenager. Yes, very young. Very young. And this is like the 20s. She looks like she's in a little flapper dress. I mean, I guess yeah. it must have been the 30s. Yeah, we, we tried to figure this out before and it was confusing yeah i mean it must have been the 30s I think we had a small fist fight yeah during we did we brawled <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so it was probably the 20s because he's in his late 30s and the early 60s yeah so 60 minus 30 is 30 yeah and then any change would be 20s the end okay we did it we did it's it. 20s because he says he's 36 yeah we're good. Yeah, okay, 20s. Yeah. We did it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I also had to do that math real quick in my brain. I was like, wait, We're what? good at the numbers. We are real good at mm-hmm. the numbers. 
Um, but he says I got 85 cents. Yes. And like my pants are already undone. What does he say? Right. He says something real gross. I didn't even write it down. Oh, his boots are off. Not that his pants are off. Mm. He says I have 85 and my boots are off. And she yeah. says, but you don't have a sheath. Yeah. He and came he's like, Whatever. without protection. Mm-hmm. And if he could go buy one, but guess what? It'll just mean less money for her. Yeah. And, and she says, if you get me pregnant, or no, if you get yeah. me in trouble. Yes. If you get me in trouble, uh-huh. I'm going to cut off your dick and boil it in, what's she say? Hog fat. Hog fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut off your dick and boil it in hog fat. And I wrote that Civil War music was playing. Oh, I didn't notice that. It was, it was very much like, you know, I don't know, a flute or a violin, like a, mm. like a friggin' Ken Burns documentary. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. It was kind of cheesy. <laughs> yeah, this whole flashback was very interesting because it's all sort of taking place in the room that he's in. Yeah, that's how he sees things. Yeah. I know that confused you before. It did confuse me before. <laughs> it confused me this time as well. Okay. But it was also interesting because it it was very fluid. So, mm-hmm. like, before he kind of sees yeah. one scene play out from start to finish. Yeah. This one, it would, like, cut back to him yeah. and cut back and it would be a new moment of this mm-hmm. sort of longer yeah. saga. This is something... And, and so, like, there's not even the whole... There's another thing where... We go back to the woman who was very young, and now she's dying in childbirth. Yeah. Muttering about, you know, cutting his dick off and boiling in hog fat. And then the old lady, the midwife, takes it to Dick's dad's house and says, I told... And and takes it to... Gives him to the stepmother and says, Mm -hmm. I told you God would give you a child. His name is Dick. After a wish, his mother should have lived to see. Yeah. And by then, the milk is boiled, and he's skimming off the whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, it just lays everything out. Yeah. How like, Don came to be. Yeah. And, I mean, in prior episodes, when they had flashbacks, they would, like, space them out. Yeah. And not just have one, like, mini-series at the yeah. top of an episode. Yeah. Right at the very top. It was very yeah. interesting. And it was a little, it was very on the nose. The thing about how he was named Dick. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's not that empowering. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You so, didn't like it. I. You didn't love it. I I love the clarity of knowing. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. What happened. Yes. But remember, I've seen this episode multiple times before. Yeah. And I still, before I watched it today, was like, what happened? Like, I don't remember it <laughs> yeah. very well. But I do love the clarity. Mm. But that's not what Mad Men gives me. Mm-mm. I want Mad Men to not give me what I want. Come oh, on, Matthew yeah. Weiner, tease me. Te- exactly. Tease me long Tease me teased. <laughs> <laughs> and in the current times, Don brings the milk to Betty. She can't sleep. She's pregnant. Let me tell you something. Yeah. You're let late. Me just, let me tell you something. I want to hear it. I was so angry. Mm. at this fake-ass pregnant belly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here it comes. I was... It was the first <laughs> thing I wrote. I yeah. said, dumbass, fake-ass, awful, fake pregnant belly. <laughs> I paused it so I could okay. write out all those words because I was yeah. so angry. Yeah. It literally looks like she's got a basketball under her shirt. <laughs> and then when we see her later, and yeah. girl, I'll get to it. Okay. But it's not the same dumbass, <laughs> fake-ass pregnant <laughs> belly that I was... So mad. Yeah. All right. Because in this scene, it's yeah. legitimately like. It's enormous. 
three feet out yeah. from her body. It's, it's why you would huge. think that it's June, right? When actually it's earlier in the spring, right? Right. And later, her belly is a lot smaller. Yeah. Which would make it would track that it's huh. not so much time has passed. Yeah. What are the? It made me so what's angry. the possibility? She's wearing one of those like whalebone, uh, dress skeletons oh, you know what i mean later on in the app to compress no i mean like while oh, she's in bed at right 2 a.m yeah and making it look bigger yeah like that's just what she wears to bed to protect the baby so like they don't roll on it what they don't roll on it oh. <laughs> all right no. it's probably not that it's so. not it's not that <laughs> betty's sure it's a girl she's sure it's a girl i already know she's wrong she- <laughs> I already it's fucking funny. know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll go ahead and confirm. It will be a boy. It'll be a boy. And it does make it funnier that, like, Betty, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Oh, yeah. She's like, ah, she always wakes up when mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Like, that's a yeah. thing those fuckers do in yeah. your tummy. I'm sure they're little assholes. Miles, yeah. uh, at 10 a.m., yeah. every day from, like, four months on, uh-huh. would get the hiccups. <gasps> Every single That's day. That's rude. <laughs> right? <laughs> every single day. And at about 11 p.m. Yeah. Every single day, especially when it got bigger in there, yeah. would stretch his legs. Yeah. Like, just push, just stretch up into my ribs. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's he was, thing like, do. laying down to go to bed. Yeah. He at was, 11. like, doing that big, like, stretch uh-huh. and then curl back up. That's really sweet. But, yeah, would do a big old yeah. stretch. Obnoxious, but sweet. Yeah. And I Dottie. Guess. Yeah. Would push her ass like straight out of my belly, like okay. you would just see this lump. Yeah, you would just see this lump like pushing, <laughs> and I knew the way she was positioned, uh-huh. and I could feel her hands and her feet like okay. in my back. Yeah, and you would just see this little tiny lump just yeah. pushing, and it was her dumbass little butt <laughs> just pushing. That's so, I didn't realize how sensitive you would be to like the parts of the body. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can you can feel things. They punch you in the bladder. Oh, that's... They punch your cervix. That is not cool. It's not None of that is cool. That is... They need to take some lessons. Chill out in there. In 2021, you can't be punching your mother. (laughs) She's pregnant. Right? Yeah. Don't punch your mother's cervix. How rude. (laughs) Even if she's not pregnant, listener, (laughs) don't punch your mother's cervix. So, she says that uh, her prior girl broke the... (sighs) Shit, the valis... The valise. The the valise. The, the valise, suitcase. The clasp of the suitcase. Yeah. I just wanted to say it right, and okay, I didn't. You did it. And that's fine. Cut that out. Wait. Get a fresh cut. Ready? <coughs> Here we go. <laughs> so the other cervix puncher broke the suitcase va- va- valet clasp. <laughs> the valise. The yeah. Valentino is broken. Yep. You did that so great. Thank Kate, you. Kate, you did a really great okay, job. Okay, that was all right. That yeah. sounded good. Yeah. Should we take it again or is that good? If you, if you feel like you want to give it a third try. Okay. Okay, clean audio. Ready? Sally broke the valis clasp. <laughs> I did it wrong. <laughs> Carla said she saw Sally hitting it with a hammer. She's taken to your tools like a little lesbian. Like a little lesbian. Talk about <laughs> punching the cervix. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, no. I really liked that line. Well, it was funny. They, hey, they liked it, too. They, they shared did. a smile. They did. Don and Betty did. They seemed to be on very good terms. Yeah, he snuggles up. He spoons yes. her. And he's... she's, like, happy about that happening. Yeah. She's embraced that she's going to be a mother. And she says, I want everything to be perfect. I want to, her to come into our home 
at its best. Yeah. And Don puts her to sleep by, like, painting. He's a, doing guided meditation. Yeah, of a beach. He's the calm like, app before yeah, it existed. Exactly. His fucking headspace. He thinks he, he probably charges her $10 a month for that shit. Probably. Probably. So, then we get to the only time we really see Betty, Peggy, in this whole episode. And yes. she was wearing, remember a few eps ago, I mm-hmm. told you about her tan and blue plaid dress with the little ruffle down the front? Yes. She's wearing that same dress. Oh, hey now. And that made me so excited. Yeah. That made me so excited because so often in these shows, it's yeah. like the pe- people just have never-ending wardrobes. Yes. They never wear the same thing twice. Yes. it's Everything's beautiful. Everything's amazing. And to mm-hmm. see her, like, she just got this promotion. For real. You know? And yeah. she's she, not like all of a sudden. She's not all of a sudden rich super rich. Able, yeah. And she probably had to spend a fair amount on these like more professional dresses. Mm-hmm. And so she has to rewear them. Like that, she probably only yeah. has so many. That's a really good observation that like it's an intentional thing. It's the first episode of the, and it's the yeah. only time you see her and they reuse. Yeah. And yeah. So I wanted to tell you about <gasps> tell an Instagram. Uh, account that I think you would really like. Okay. And it's it's at Mad Men Styles. <gasps> oh. But and now, it's... here's the thing. Wait, is it the people of Mad Men? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I get worried when I when I log into our Instagram account, yes. and then I see all the Mad Men accounts you follow. Yeah. I'm like, don't look, don't look, because there could be spoilies. Mm. I don't want to see how people look later on. Here's the really amazing thing Tell about me. this account. So it'll have like a post and it'll just like kind of go in depth about those kinds of things, about the meaning behind, mm. you know, whether something is cute or whether it's like meaningful to the character. Okay. And it is like in line with our current episode. Oh. So like right now their their latest is from uh the second to last episode of season two. Oh. So like it won't spoil you. Mad so, you Men know. Styles? Yeah. Girl, I love that. So it's really it's a really cool account that analyzes Mad Men oh. in a very interesting way. Follow. Alright. So she's wearing a thing. She's paging her secretary Lola. I believe you know, Pete had predicted that she was going to raise hell with her secretary. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, Lola's not responding. And there's some English bloke chatting her up like a regular Ken oh. Cosgrove. Good boy. Good boy. He always just stops by concerning the strangest things. Yesterday it was my wet engagement ring. And Peggy says, stop, Lola. And Lola says, you know... There's just something about the way he talks. I could listen to him read the phone book. <laughs> and Peggy says, well, when he gets to S, I need Howard Sullivan at Lever Brothers. Oh, get it, Peggy. Yeah. You tell that Lola. But is that seriously like the only thing she does in the entire episode? I think so. All right. Well, she's alive. Well, she's, she's wearing the same old dress. Wearing the same dress. Got her attitude. <clears throat> no, is... we do see her later. Thank you. So, <laughs> I my next... Line is octopusy painting. Yeah, that is literally octopus picture exclamation exclamation. Uh-huh. Yes. Because I had shared this with you at some you point. Had. I don't remember the context, but you were surprised by it. It is really called The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife from, it says, Wikipedia said it dates back to 1814, which is a very strange way of framing it. Like, I don't totally understand what that indicates, but it's by... Katsushika Hokusai. Okay. Possibly. And Bert says, I picked it for its sensuality, but it also 
in some ways reminds me of our business. Who is the man who imagined her ecstasy? Lane's and so a new a new English a new guy. guy. New says, Brit. Who indeed? And then Don walks in and Bert says, We were just talking about you. Oh. So I guess the I missed I, that. So Bert, he's drawing he's saying that so the the painting, if you haven't looked it up already, which I highly encourage, <laughs> just Google the dream of the fisherman's wife. Yeah. And it is an octopus. Not safe for work. It is not safe for work, but it's also <clears throat> art from like the nineteenth century. So if your boss has a problem with it, like get a better boss. Like it could probably be on your phone for a minute, but mm. not it also I mean, it's essentially OG hentai. Yes. It's tentacle porn. Yes. So it's an octopus going down on a woman. Yeah. Two two octopi. Is it? There's two. All right. Well, There's there one go. at the bottom and one at the top. Well hey. <laughs> <laughs> this fisherman's wife has a healthy imagination. She's got a great dream happening, yeah. apparently. And so, who is the man who imagined her ecstasy? So, like, I'm I'm guessing something about like it reminds him of his business. He he he. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't, a lot of I mean advertising later in the in the. In the episode, we see Don coming up with imagining mm. what someone would look like if exposed to a nude person. Right. So, like, he does that thing where right. he, he, and then, you know, he's the word. Someone else is the, mm-hmm. is the art. And so he imagines it and then it comes out. And so, uh, anyway, Don is the one who imagines her ecstasy. They are mm. in uh, Bert's office. And it's like, so this octopusy painting it's where, like, the Rothko was. Yes. So, so clearly he already sold the Rothko. Rothko is out. Yeah. Probably. Unless it shows up like Biscuit does sometimes. <laughs> and they're talking about there's a business trip to Baltimore that Don is going to be taking with Sal. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, talk to the people at London Fog. Mm-hmm. And Lane, the Englishman... Is just like ho 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 ho. It's not even a real name. It's there's no lo- there's no fog in London. It's coal dust from the industrial area era. Charles Dickens and whatnot. <laughs> you That's nailed it. Yeah. You nailed his voice. Do you know that actor? I don't even know if you know his name yet. His name is Jared Harris, the actor. Oh, okay. He's the son. I recognize him. Of the very famous Richard Harris actor. Hmm. No, no. Well, that's mm. your fault. This is because you don't pay attention. Uh, and then Move Richard Harris in, if he's so famous, <laughs> please find out. I'm looking it up. He played like Ulysses S. Grant in the in the movie Lincoln, and that really bugged me because I was like, we can't get an American actor, mm. play, but that's fine. I'm not gonna really go to bat for that. No, I don't recognize this. Per- oh, was he Dumbledore? Yeah, I think he might have been the first Dumbledore. Because oh. he was a very, very famous actor. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This is exciting. Oh, he was. He was Dumbledore. He was the good Dumbledore. He was the, he was I the, didn't like the original Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Well, Richard Harris died. What do you want? I know. Well. I remember seeing him on, like, the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh. Like, prior to the very first... I In my head, I said Star Wars. And then Star <laughs> Trek. Harry Potter movie there we coming go. out. And like the three main kids, you mm-hmm. know, they're they're essentially toddlers running around. Right. And I remember him saying that his granddaughter, to- like he was offered the role, and his granddaughter said that if he didn't take it, she'd never speak to him again. Oh. 
and that's why he like took it. Aw. And then he died. Like, well, after one or two. Two. Movies. He made it through two. Yeah. Screw you, Richard Harris's granddaughter. I guess. Dee. Is that Jared Harris's daughter? Oh, maybe. It all adds up. Anyway, guess who else we get to meet? Finally, Bert Peterson. Bert Peterson. I was so excited. <laughs> we not yeah. only get to meet him, but we learn what the fuck he does. We learn what. Well, because we didn't know this whole time. We were like, no. what does he do? Yeah. Like, he was always just mentioned yeah. by name. And now, the first time we see him, it's when he gets fired. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very he gets funny. laid off. And no one actually will say he's getting fired. Like, everyone's just like, you know what's happening. So it seems, right. though, as though since the merger with Putnam, Powell, and Lowe, there's been those redundancies. Redundancies. And everybody is kind of expecting. It's it's like anytime you're called into an office, mm-hmm. you think you're about to get the axe. And Bert Peterson definitely was unhappy about it. And he's like, why did it take so long? Well, because clearly a long, a long period of time has happened. So yeah. all the redundancies happened. Then yeah. it kind of settled out. Yeah. And people weren't getting fired anymore. Right. And then all of a sudden, sort of much later... He thought he had escaped. Right. He didn't realize he was still under the chopping um, block. Right. And they he asked why, and it's because his wife had cancer and was undergoing radiation treatment, and they just thought it was decent to wait. Mm-hmm. And he says, that was decent. Yeah. yeah. And then Roger comes in. Sorry, I'm late. Did I miss anything? And then he sees Bert Peterson. Uh-huh. And he says, oh, it's that measy. Sad <laughs> that meeting. It's a sad meeting. I thought he said it's that meeting. Now, I'm going to tell you, I know for a fact it's sad because okay. I was watching this ep at school. Yeah. So I couldn't have the volume up very high uh-huh. so as to give myself away. Yeah. So I turned on the captions. Okay. And it's, oh, sad meeting is what he says. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Bert Peterson, at some point, he says, I'm head of the counts. I'm the head of accounts, damn it. Mm-hmm. Which tells us he was head of the count of accounts. Now, here's the thing. Doug Phillips was head of accounts. He was specifically brought in at the beginning of season one to be head of accounts. Because that's why Pete thought he could get it at the end of season one. Right. So So then Duck got fired. They promoted Burt Peterson. Yeah. That's what, like it had to have happened because Duck was head of accounts. So yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Duck is just completely out. Oh yeah, Duck's out Because of his tirade. And, yeah, so Pert Peterson had a short-lived tenure, completely off-camera, as head yeah, of accounts. that's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Don, once he leaves, Don asks, is that the last of it? I don't like how much I'm getting used to these. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I have to wonder. Wonder. If, because it isn't talked about, but is who's the president? We don't know. Because hmm. Duck was going to be the president. So, Duck was supposed to mind the shop while uh, Putnam, Powell, and Lowe were overseas. Uh I don't know exactly, but I will say there's a new Englishman in the mix. Well, this young-ass, dumb-ass guy. Or Price. Yeah. Right. So, I think he is the representative from PPL Mm. who is minding the shop. Got it. Forgive me. Yes, PPP. PPP. Yes. Yes. So uh, then we see Harry is talking to Paul with big Republican energy about tax <laughs> rates. Uh, okay. I did the math. Thank 
goodness. I know. I know when you heard this part and you yeah, were like, oh, I was like, money, numbers. I would who's going to do the, the math? part about taxes to go on longer. Okay. So please bless us with your research. Well, so he says, he's talking about like, oh, if you make this much, you're going to get taxed at this rate. And if you make this uh-huh. much, you're taxed at this rate. So he says, if you make 40K. Yeah. Which in, the, in 2021 dollars. Yeah. Works out to be. Three hundred forty-seven thousand dollars, four hundred eighty-two cents, four hundred eighty-two dollars uh-huh. and seventy-five cents. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what people in those positions are making right now. Right. Yes. Right. Taxed at sixty-nine percent. Yeah. So taxed the, the at- sexiest percentage to be taxed. Girl, I'm telling you. <laughs> so if you're taxed at that percent, your take home mm-hmm. pay. Is only one hundred seven thousand seven hundred nineteen dollars and sixty five cents. What are you even working for? What is the point? And then he says, mm-hmm. "But everything over seventy k yeah. is taxed at eighty one percent." Holy moly! Whew. Seventy thousand dollars in two thousand twenty one dollars. Yeah, works out to be six hundred eight thousand ninety four dollars <gasps> and eighty one cents. So many dollars. But taxed at eighty one percent. Yeah, is only. $115,538 and one penny. It's almost like the most you really need to live comfortably is about $100,000. Yeah. And anything above it is just hoarding wealth. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like that. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. This has been Tax Corner. Ah, God. Do your tax... Aren't taxes due like on Monday? Yeah, I already did mine, but uh, the government ain't giving, my, giving me my money back well, yet. Well, I haven't done them and the government ain't giving me my money ma- ma- back yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're even. Okay. <laughs> I wrote that Hildy, uh, who That's is her name, I couldn't Pete's remember her secretary, name. Yes. is in a super cute pink vest with a polka dot blouse with a really big bow. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, that it's, sounds it's cute. very cute. Yeah, that sounds cute. She cute. And then, oh, Birdie P oh. Uh, comes through and he yells, fellow comrades in mediocrity, I want you to listen very carefully. You can all go straight to hell. And then just starts knocking shit off desks. Oh, yeah. All the secretary's desks, desks yeah. are just up for uh-huh. destroying right now. Yes. And He's he is just great. Ra- he just spends the whole episode just raging around like a wild animal. We finally see him. Yeah. Finally. And he just rages. That must what? have been such a fun part to play. Yeah. We should have looked up who that guy is. If this was The Office, it mm. would have been like, that was our makeup guy. Yeah, you know? right. But... He, oh, I did. I did see he was he was in the first season of The Sopranos, and okay. other things. He's okay. a working actor. So who you has a did name. look him up. He it was in the Matt Zoller Seist article. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, Paul uh, kind of brings up how you're sure they're not starting again. The firings, right? Like they're in some kind of post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. which they kind of are, you know, everything changed. Right. And now they're just de- dealing with the fallout. And then Pete comes out and Hildy tells him, Mr. Price wants to see him. That's the limey guy. Yeah. And Harry and Paul are like, <gasps> you know, it's been nice knowing you. Yeah. We'll bring you a doggy bag. You're not going to lunch right now. And then Pete says, you couldn't have pulled me aside to say that. How am I supposed to live like this? Oh, yeah. Pete has real douchebag energy this whole ep. He's... Just as I was starting to yeah, like it. right? Yeah, he's very much just for himself. Ugh. Did you notice his hair looked different this time? No. I noticed Don's look. Don's hair looked different. I, I'll his have to think about that His hair looked different than later. what? 
Well, Pete's hair, we normally see it, it's pretty, it's back. Okay. He had bangs. He had like one oh. part and bangs that were coming. Oh. I just need you to be paying attention to Pete's hairline. Okay. Anytime. Because this is going to become a huge plot point. It is not summer. Yeah. It's spring. Yeah. And Pete's hair yeah. is an important plot yeah, point. It is an important All plot right. point. Well, I'm going to be looking for it it's from now on. It's just the passage of time mm. is an important plot point. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you should look at everyone that you see his hairline <laughs> and see. I want it to only it be receding. They're very seldom proceeding. Well, well, it was slicked back and now he's got bangs. So yeah. that hairline is proceeding. Why would you, if you were a, if you were a aging man, why would you all of a sudden switch from changing your hair back to a to bangs? All right, to the Bieber cut. Also, do they call it bangs? Now I want to look him up. I'm gonna look this up. We Good can keep luck. talking. Yeah, can Thank you. It. I will. <laughs> so Pete. Oh my God! This was probably it. Might be one of my favorite lines in all of Mad Men. Oh, <clears throat> but Bert Peterson, he's going to his office, and I don't know. He interacts with that the the younger British guy, yeah, and he yells at him, "Drop dead, you limey vulture!" <laughs> and then he slams his office door, and yeah, then he, he yells, sure "Son does. of a bitch!" Yeah, he does. Drop dead, you limey vulture. You it's like just, that? I love it. Okay, I think it's great. And I like it too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. I'm just a limey vulture. I can't find a picture of it. It's hard to find one picture. It's hard, especially if you're trying to avoid. And I'm trying. That's the thing. I'm trying to avoid other hairstyles. I tell you what, you can check out our social media. (gasps) There we go. Uh, and it'll have examples. You'll post pics. I I take care of you, honey. I know it. I'm here to take care. Thanks, mom. If there's something you need. Ooh, I'll try to you provide. You treat me so right. I treat you good. Girl, you treat me so good. I bring you surprise chocolates, but you treat me so good. That's right. <laughs> I treat you good. So, oh my God, then Joan shows oh. up. She's in this amazing coral dress. Oh. And she turns to the limey vulture and says, I assume you can continue to handle this beautifully while I dispense the psychotherapy to the girls in the pool. Oh my God, she's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> She's like, you dumb, limey vulture. Vulture. You limey vulture. That is just how I've had him labeled the rest of the, the Perfect. my notes. And he tells her, you Americans don't know how to handle your emotions. It's unbecoming. Yes. And Joan's like, yeah, well, you fucked it up. You could have told his secretary. Which right. He, and then he would have been warned so he wouldn't be, like, freaked out. Right. And then you could have told me and I would have just scooted him out with his coat and his Rolodex. Yeah. And... Uh, and then the whole time they're talking, you just hear thrashing. Oh, yeah. He's just tearing that off apart. Yes. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And then the limey vulture complains to Joan how the switchboard operators refer to him as John, not Mr. Hooker. Mm-hmm. Because in Great Britain, and Joan says, a truck is a lorry and an <laughs> elevator is a lift. Despite your title, you're not a secretary. Because mm-hmm. it just means more. What is his title? He's a secretary. Is that his actual title? He's Lane Price's secretary. Okay. But he he, he thinks he higher feel, of right. himself. He feels fancier because... Yes, because he's a man. And I'm sure there is a tradition. I mean, I think it, it probably comes from the same place and usage of that word that, like, the secretary of defense and the secretary mm-hmm. of the treasury. Like, mm-hmm. it is an important position. Right. And, and that's what he says. It's more like a right-hand man. Right. But really, it's just that... 
it's too degrading to be an American secretary. Right. Because those are just women. Women. And he's an important person. Right. He's and Mr. he's the Hooker. secretary to an important person in the company. Oh, yeah. And he is more important to that person than other people's secretaries are him. Right. <sighs> he's the worst. I don't uh, like this Latin yeah. culture. I thought it was interesting just that another new secretary, and it went like Joan, Jane, and now we're at John. Oh. And while that is the most common name yeah. in like the of all English speaking yes. men, still, still, it could have been like you know Kevin or what's Brody. A, what's a really English name? George Gareth. Gareth. Yeah, it could have been Gareth. It could have easily been Gareth. He probably or that Andrew. was like there was gonna be a Gareth. Yeah, and then they were like mm. Liam. <sighs> Liam. Mm. Uh. Boy, if I could name another member of <laughs> One Direction, I'd be... Harry. Harry. That's a very... William. Okay. William. Charles. Well, Liam is short for William. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Is that true? Yeah. Will Liam. Will Liam. Liam. Yeah, William. I have never known that one. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's good to know. That's yeah. cool. It is cool. I mean, you can also just name somebody Liam. Yeah. You know, William needed another nickname. It did. Will, Willie, Bill, Billy. Yeah. Those were not enough. No. No, my friend has a son, yeah. William, and he goes by Liam. I like him. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. We're learning. Pete walks into Lane's office, and we can see it was, it was Duck's, Duck's office. office. I even wrote that. It said Duck's office. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And Lane says, Bert Peterson has left the agency. And Pete feigns surprise. He's like, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I hadn't heard. Yeah. And Lane... <laughs> There's just this back and forth between the two of them. It's so awkward. Yeah. Lane is like, I like you. And yeah. Pete's like, I like you too. <laughs> and Lane's like, why? <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. Right. And he's like, well, I will like you when I'm given the opportunity yeah. to get to know you. He's 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 so scared he's about to be fired. Right. And he's like, oh shit, I never invited him over to have dinner with me and Trudy. Right. I'm probably going to be fired because of that. Right. And so he's so weird. But then Lane tells, says, have a seat. And he asks, why? And Lane says, is something wrong? And Peach just says, I don't know. You just removed the head of my department and now you're offering me a chair. And Lane says, how cool of me. <laughs> and he offers him head of accounts. Yeah. The last time we saw Pete in this office, he was offered head of accounts. Yeah. And this time he's really, ha he's like, this is really happening. I need to know it's certain. And uh, yeah, he's... Very excited. Oh, I knew immediately that it wasn't certain. Right? Yeah, immediately. The fact that this was even happening yeah. in Ep 1. Yes. And he was like, I need to know that this is for real. I was like, uh -huh. well, then it's not for real. If it was just a straightforward, this is your new job. Yeah. It would have just been his new job at the start of this episode. Right. You know? Like, yes. you wouldn't have needed to go through all of this. Yes. And Pete doesn't know that, though. Nope. He tells Hildy to call for Trudy, then he comes in, and what does he do when he closes the oh door? Oh my gosh, he does a little giddy dance. He does a little dance. It's real cute. I wrote Petey Pie Dance. Oh, okay. Just because like I Like it's a sweetie pie? He's just like a little Petey Pie. Yeah. He's got all of his knees and elbows are working. Yeah. He's very happy. He, do you know what he looks like? He looks like the Peanuts. When they do the do 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 When they just do that same yeah. dance over and over. That is exactly what yeah. he looks like. Yep. I love it. Oh, Pete, you're so happy. And he talks to Trudy on the phone, and they are, like, celebrating. Mm -hmm. They are happy and flirty. 
and Trudy I says, I love the sound of your voice right now. And Pete says, that's because I'm already drunk. And yeah. Trudy says, good for you. Yeah, good for you. I love that. And then it cuts to one of the women. So she's having this, like, luncheon yeah. with these investors from the Met or something. Uh-huh. And one of the women, I just wrote, furry hat. <laughs> it looks yeah. crazy. She's got, like, a whole boa nest on her yes. head. And it's, like, the same color as her hair. So it took me mm-hmm. a minute to realize it wasn't her hair. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck kind of 1960s hairstyle is this? Yeah. Because it's not one. No. I was so no. confused. <laughs> And I just needed to make sure that we discussed this goddamn I mean, hat. That's what actually wealthy people wear. Those they're, hats? They're insane. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, they don't, they need to be, they need people taking care of them. Yeah. Because they're out of their goddamn It's homes. almost like they're making more than $100,000 and they don't know what to do with it. And so they just gotta spend it. So they gotta buy dumbass hats yeah. that look like weird-ass hair. And there are people out there who are like, hey... If I make something that no normal person would want to wear, mm. but it's very expensive, mm. I could make a lot of money. Right. Bing, bang, boom. I could make more than The devil wears $1. Prada. Yeah. Blech. Ugh. <clears throat> Y'all should see the killer outfit I'm wearing right You're now. You're looking hot to trot. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very sexy and very fashion forward. It is. So, Pete... Tells Trudy to make a dinner reservation and says he might call his mother. And Trudy says something that I, this line, yeah. I use this line. Do you? I think of this line all the time. It's a great line. She says, oh, Peter, don't go to the well. There's no water there. There's no water there. I think about that all the time. Yeah. That's and a good thing to think about. Yeah. And it, it, it you know, because you go back to those wells over yeah. and over again and they'll just disappoint you. Yeah. But, Pete, you know, people like your mother, it's really hard to... Not keep returning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My mother's got lots of water. It's other people's. Yeah. Other people's. Other people's. Shitty real Other people's people. problems. Other OPP. The new kind of OPP. Other people's parents. Other people's pregnant problems. <laughs> OPPP. And Pete says he didn't even think to ask if it included a raise. And Trudy says that one doesn't, it just shows that one doesn't need money to be fulfilled. Mm. But he warns her, don't let those ladies from the Met hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly they're also doing better. Yes. Because the last we yeah. saw them, Pete was throwing babies off the belt. Right. There are no babies that we see. No. They don't bring up babies. Mm-mm. But this is an unmitigated success. Yes. And Trudy is just as ambitious as Pete is. So they're all about it. Yes. Then we see like the same thing kind of happen, but the bizarro version of it. Yes. The exact same scene, essentially, yes. but with Ken. Right. And instead of being hella awkward uh-huh. and unsure of what to say or how to just be a human. Yeah. Ken is just like, hey, man, what's up? Let me sit down. <laughs> he, like, pulls out a cigarette. Yeah. And the He's like, British guy is like, Totally what? chill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he ate first. He grabbed a sandwich. He didn't, do, uh, he didn't get a doggy bag. So Lane tells him Mr. Peterson's left the agency and Ken... Is honest. And yeah. he says, if that's your news, I think you've been scooped. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just th- say he did not go gentle into that good night. No, he did not. And, like, Lane kind of presses him on it a little bit. And he's like, should I be worried? Like, Ken is not going to worry unless right. he finds out there's a reason to be worried. Right. Pete will worry about everything in a million different ways. He's a squeaky, squeamy yeah, boy. Yeah, he's a squeaky, squeamy boy with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Ken is so secure and 
Lane tells him we're making you head of accounts. And Pete's like, er, <laughs> I actually wrote Pete. Ken says, that's spectacular. Yeah. He's like, this is great. Yeah. And I wouldn't be much of an account man if I didn't ask what it paid. Yeah. And Lane says, I wouldn't be much of a financial officer if I wasn't prepared to disappoint you. <laughs> and there's a number coming up, Ashley. I've got it. Prepared. Oh, I knew it would. <laughs> and it's, it's, so it's 21. So presumably 21 grand a year. Yeah. And then they'll reevaluate in the future. Yeah. And then, like, Ken insists on a handshake. Yeah. Like, Lane is taken aback by this need for Ken to shake his hand. Yes. Pete didn't do it. Pete was like, just tell me it's certain. And Ken is like, let's do the traditional thing that's like, we're sealing this deal. Hey. Which is a handshake. I feel great. He just feels great the rest of the end. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. There's like a moment he doesn't feel great, but he feels pretty good. Yeah. Would you like to know what his salary would be today? Are you excited? I would. I am bubbling over. $21,000 in 1962 is the equivalent in purchasing power in 2021 to $182,000. No, $182,428.44. That's a nice salary. Yeah. But now listen, we don't know what the tax rate is. We don't know. We don't know what his take home pay. Well, I mean, it's under 40 grand. I I know. It's not 69%. He's okay. Yeah. Oh my God, Ken's rich. He's a he's a millionaire. He's, he's a, mil- a one hundred thousandaire. He's a one hundred eighty thousandaire. We all aspire to be a one hundred eighty thousandaire one day. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I don't need more than that. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. I want it like all at once though. But like, then that's it. Never again. Just one hundred eighty thousand and no more. I don't think that'd get you very far. All right, I'll take it annually. Yeah. Okay. Take it annually. All right, sure. All right, you convince me. <laughs> so then we are in first class. We sure are. With Don and Sal. And I'll be honest, I forgot all that beginning shit for a while. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck are they on a plane? <laughs> Nobody said anything. Yeah. It, this doesn't make it. This yeah. was never mentioned. And then I was like, mm, it, it was the briefest was. mention yeah, it was of very going brief. to Baltimore. Yeah. And then it went on to the London Fog thing. So it was very easy to miss. Yeah. And I don't know that they even mentioned Sal was going. They didn't. I don't know that they mentioned Baltimore. They just said, you have to meet with this client, and he says, face-to-face, and they're like, yeah, because yeah, you're the face of the company. Right, right. I, Which is why I thought Don was the president, because they uh, said, you're the face of this company. Yeah. He's definitely, I guess he's the guy that's going out and meeting people at this point, yeah. So as opposed to Roger, who's on bed rest, <laughs> and Bert, who's just, Bert. Yeah. God, I love Bert. Oh, so, Bert. Don is disgusted. By an ad for Fleischmann's Whiskey, mm-hmm. where there's a man cradling a giant bottle of whiskey, and there's a it's woman huge. walking up behind him. Yeah, like, the whiskey, it's like he's holding it. It's like a toddler. The bottom of it comes down to his belly, and the top of it is past his head. Yeah. And Sal says, that's a big bottle. And Don says, that's not a bottle, that's his date. And then they start, like, having a little improv. They do. And Sal says, my oh my, what a big bottle you have. <laughs> Because he plays the woman. Uh-huh. And then Don says, sorry, honey, I'm taken. I just pawned my typewriter so we can be together all weekend. That is a reference to a film. <gasps> it's a reference to Billy Wilder's 1950, excuse me, 1945, The Lost Weekend, in which an alcoholic writer pawns his typewriter for a bottle. Oh. So there you go. Oh. It's all a, right. It'd be a, like, it's a weird, funny joke. If you don't know that, yeah. but it's fucking hilarious. If you know, if you get if that you know breath. the long weekend. Wow. Oh, my God. Flight attendant 
comes around and calls Don Mr. Hofstadt. Because mm-hmm. his luggage says William Hofstadt. Did you recognize that name? I did. I couldn't remember what it was, but I did recognize that name. Yeah. And then later he says my brother-in-law. Right. That's Betty's brother. maiden name. Yeah. Yeah. And Don, they're still in improv mode. Yeah. Says, call me Bill. Call me Bill. This is my associate, Mr. Fleischman. <laughs> and Sal goes, Sal, Sam. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the flight attendant, who's this perky little blonde, invites them to dinner in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? They're staying at the same hotel. Would you believe it? Come over at 730. It'll be a hoot and a half. A hoot and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got an inn at this fancy restaurant. Oh, yeah. Girl, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. And she walks off. Don tells Sal that his brother-in-law had borrowed the luggage to go to Puerto Rico, but he never tires of putting his name on other people's things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Sal says, I've flown a few times, but I've never seen a stewardess that game. And Don looks at him like, what? I've, I've never seen a stewardess not right. undress me with their eyes. Right. That's yeah, very cute. It was very cute. Yeah, they yeah have... the look on his face was just like, really? <laughs> I do not relate to your experience. No. And Sal is very handsome. Like, yeah. he could absolutely oh, be yeah. playing with every stewardess on every plane yes. in this world. And so, I Don looks at him and is probably it's not like Don probably sees him as somewhat of an equal of like, hey, we're both handsome debonair men. Mm-hmm. We're both playing the same game mm-hmm. and so it's not like don is unreasonable in right. thinking that he could right yeah but sal just doesn't go in for that kind no. of thing oh sal oh sal and then we have another strange fun little pairing oh this was fun at the elevator pete and ken uh-huh and and price has told both of them like yes. keep this hush hush yes you can't say anything yet like there's going to be an official right. announcement but until it's that happens... very sneaky, yes. what he's done to Oh, them. yeah. And, like, why? Well, because it's... Well, because it's going to breed competition. Yeah. And competition is going to drive work ethic. I think what what I... The sneaky part to me is not telling them yeah. initially that they were only getting half of it. Yeah. And I guess it kind of shows them who's boss, literally. Mm, yeah. That, like... Yeah. Making you head of the accounts, but you're not even important enough to know you're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> you're only head of half the accounts. So, Pete and Ken, they're chatting about... Bert leaving. Bert leaving. Mm-hmm. And, and whether um, he was really up to the job, even. Right. And and if our the theory I posited is correct, he was only in the job for a few months. Right. So, he must have really sh- screwed the pooch. Yeah. And Scooched the prude. Scooch the prude. <laughs> and Pete says it had to happen. Ken says that he didn't put up much of a fight. Pete says it's a tough job. Mm. Ken says no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. They're both, like, being a little cocky. And then when they get in the elevator, <laughs> that's when it gets fun. What did they say in the elevator? So, what did they... So, Pete says to Ken, uh-huh. I've always been a big fan of your work. <laughs> I've tried to... Uh, what does he say? I've been very vocal about very, it. Been, I've been very vocal about that. And yeah. Ken's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. And Ken kind of takes a beat and he's like, you know, you always were reminding me that I that I really can't do this job. Yeah. It's like, hey, I, I actually really do like you. Uh-huh. And hey, you know, I actually really do like you. Yeah. But in the sense of like, 
be your boss in a minute, but just so you know, right? I, I see your value. And each one is thinking that the other one might be sucking up to him. Right. Because he's going to be the... Right. And so it's just delicious dramatic <laughs> irony. Because we know, but we they don't know. know. Ha! Oh, I can taste it. <laughs> so then we go back to Balmer. In Balmer. In Balmer. Yeah. Now we're in Balmer. In Balmer. And yep. the boys are at dinner with uh, two stewardesses and, and a pilot. A pilot. So the other stewardess is the one that she was saying can mm-hmm. get us into this restaurant. Yes, yes, is yes. Is her name also Lola? Her name is Lorelai. Lorelai. It's Shelly and Lorelai. That's right. Are Lorelei. the two. And it was close like, to Lola. Camp. Lorelai and Lola are both names that are close to your heart, so yes, it makes that's sense. True. That's, that's true. <laughs> Equally. Equally. Equally That's close. true. The real human Lola and Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> so they it sounds like they're not allowed to smoke. Mm-hmm. Not in uniform. Not in oh, that's what it is. They can't smoke in uniform. And Shelly is telling just the most riveting story. About Fritos. About how she ate too many Fritos. Oh god, she just it was bad. It was unladylike. It was unladylike. Just too unladylike. And then Lorelai is like, I think accounting sounds sexy. Mm-hmm. And the pilot... She's like looking into other people's pockets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the pilot, who looks like a dumbass with a big lobster bib on, mm-hmm. says, Jesus, Lorelai, how deep did you have to go to come up with that one? Which is so mean. Yeah. Because not only... Is he insulting Lorelai for being dumb or having bad conversation? Mm-hmm. He's insulting the the two people. The quote-unquote accountants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For being not, for having a boring profession. For not profession. being sexy, right. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're a pilot. You're good looking. Yeah. You're eating a lobster. Yeah. Just chill out. Yeah. You have, I'm sure you can snag a, a stewardess. You don't have to put these two fellas down. No. Just because they're definitely better looking than you are. Wait a minute. I need to tell you. Well, we need to discuss something because when yeah. they're on the plane originally, yeah. the ca- the pilot comes over to the PA and says, we're making our descent into friendship. Which, Is that? Yes, that's what he says. We're making our descent into friendship. Is that a place near Baltimore? What does that mean? And of course it has the, you know, the double meaning, the metaphorical meaning. Indeed. Of Sal and Don's friendship. Sure. But yeah, they're making. I, I I wrote that down. Descent into friendship. That's very strange, isn't it? All right. Well, we have no idea. You why can't find I friendship. Cannot, no. Okay. Well, well, they say descent into friendship. Was this also confirmed by your closed caption? I think so. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how accurate those closed captions are. Yeah. <laughs> but it certainly isn't Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, I was looking at, you know, the city, because, you know, the Detroit airport's in yeah, Romulus, Romulus or whatever right. the fuck. But I didn't see anything that would sound like that. Okay. But I don't know. All right. I've been to the Baltimore airport. Have you? Yes. Was I it called to... Friendship? I don't recall. Okay. That doesn't sound familiar to me. But also, I don't listen to the pilot. I know how the emergency exit things yeah. work. I'm not going to pee. Yeah. I'm You're like... not going to pee? No. You didn't pee at all on your flight to Australia? That doesn't count. Okay, well... But Don't make broad claims here's if you the thing. can't back them up. I was really, like, saying, I'm not going to pee before the light turns off okay, or sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right. Generally, right. though, I try not to. Okay. Because it's just easier that way. Yes, I peed on the way to Australia. God! <laughs> so, uh, the pilot apologizes to Billy and Sam. He didn't mean to insult mm-hmm. their profession. Mm-hmm. But Don 
keeps the show going. And he and Sal are playing about mm-hmm. how, like, They're essentially, improving. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Right. And and he'd have to swear everyone to secrecy. And Sal says, but you can't guarantee that. Right. Yeah, and, Sal's having fun now. Right. Like, playing into this. It's fun. He likes playing with Don. Mm-hmm. And Don heavily, like, suggests they're G-men. They work for the government. They're mm-hmm. looking for mob money. They're looking they're for like, Jimmy Hoffa's money. Do you know money. about James Hoffa? Mm-hmm. There's some money that just disappeared. Where did it go? Mm, where did Jimmy go? We're just accountants. Mm-hmm. Then they're back in the elevator. Yeah, where they are. Yeah, and the stewardess. It's just Sal, Don, and Shelley. Yes, and the elevator op or one of the bellhops. Yes, and the bellhop gets off first, yes. and it's just quiet and kind of awkward. Well, before that, the stewardess tells Don, "I keep going. No, I'm based in New York, and I'd always rather be there." Mm. But it's my job to be out of the town. Mm-hmm. She says out of town. Yeah. And Don says, I keep going to a lot of places and ending up somewhere I've already been. Yeah. And so that's just a line that seems significant. Yeah. yeah. Then they're in the elevator. Then they're in the elevator. And yes. there's a there's a swarthy bellhop mm-hmm. who uh, looks at, what's his name? Sal. Sal. And then. Sam. Sam and then gets off. And then Sal, ha- it's like Sal knows there's something, there's some tension in the air. Yeah. And he decides to cut it with a joke. He says, uh, I felt self-conscious there for a moment. We were the only ones without a uniform. And then he gets off the elevator and I'm says, Shelly, it's been swelly. Yeah. And he's not with Lorelai. No. He probably could have. Yeah. But, because she thought accounting was sexy. Sexy. And she's, yeah. So, but he's on his own. And Shelly and Don go to their room. Well, he gets off on his floor and yes. she says, oh, I just want to see if your floor looks different than mine. Yes. And she follows him off the elevator. Such a line. Oy. And then she's kind of like half stumbling down the hallway. Uh-huh. They have their arms wrapped around each other. Yeah. And then she like stumbles into a wall. Yeah. And so of course they got to start smooching. Oh, yeah. And I was like, come on, Don. Wait till you get to the room. She's drunk. Or just don't do it. Or just don't. You were good with Betty. I'm sorry. Come on. I didn't know what we were mad at Don about. Uh, that's what I'm... Don, your wife is pregnant at home. I she just let you the, back home. The public smooching. No. Okay. Public smooching is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Within a blessed marriage. Exactly. A government and church Or approved. two single people. I don't know. Okay. That should be done in private. Okay. Because you don't want to influence anyone. Only married people can switch in public. And they should be, like, holding their wedding rings up. Just holding their arms high up in the air. Yeah. Then, like, it's cool. Right. Sanctioned by God. The the government loves us. Yeah. And so does Jesus. Yes. That's really good foley. Thank you. (laughs) So... (laughs) Shelly tells him that she's engaged, but on the other hand, he may be her last chance. Yeah. And Don tells her, I've been married a long time. You get plenty of chances. plenty of chances. Here I am, having my 47th chance. (laughs) Yeah, like, this is yet another chance. Uh, And he tells her, it's my birthday. Yeah. And when he said that, what did you think? Nothing. Did you think it was Dick Whitman's birthday, or did you think it was Don Draper's birthday? Dick Whitman's. You Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, I didn't put those two pieces together until mm-hmm. later, or, or the two pieces I'm about to say, oh. but it made sense that that's why he had that flashback of right? his birth. But also, how are you going to have a flashback of your own birth? 
That's a good question. That annoyed me. I totally get that. It That makes it... It's almost like maybe that explains why it was so... Kind of dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. And like soap opera-y. Yeah. Because he's making it up himself. Right, right. Because I wonder just how much detail his yeah. parents actually told him. Like, because his dad would have been the only source of, you know... So maybe did he come up with this story? Why wasn't his dad wearing a condom? Yeah. When he slept with his mother, you yeah. know? And he's like, well, because he's a dirty old man. Right. And he's right. cheap. And like, so maybe that made sense. Who knows? Maybe that's not really how his name Dick came from. Well, right. Yeah. Like, maybe he's right. just, he's. He's made the story up. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Because you know what Betty says? That he's really good at making up these stories. He is really good when he does that. the beach yeah. thing. When he's guiding guided meditation in Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually I actually really like this. This makes a lot more sense to me now. <laughs> and I'm a lot more accepting of the cheesiness yeah. of that yeah. opening thing. Yeah. Because it's not like Korea where he was there and he's remembering well, it. Well and all yeah, I mean all of his other flashbacks yeah. have been like mm-hmm. In the actual space. Yeah. And it's like an actual scene, and it isn't mm-hmm. this weird kind of dreamy... In and out. Flowing in and out. Covering yeah. a long period of time. Right. Because I went through the entire birth... Right. ...of this kid. Right. Pregnancy is the term that most people use. <laughs> <laughs> I consider it birth from conception... It's all ...until birth. you cut the umbilical cord. That is birth. Yep. And then from cutting the umbilical cord to you're in the ground, that's death, that's baby. That's death. Yeah. <laughs> It's one or the other. Yeah. So it's his birthday. And like the way he says it, it's like, makes it clear he celebrates Don Draper's birthday. Yeah. Because that's all his identification and stuff. Yeah. Because she says, let me see your mm -hmm. license. And he says, that won't help you. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Well, and at first I was like, oh, it's because he told her that he's William Hofstadt. That's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. He's definitely not going to help. Hofstadt. But then also (laughs) it's the different date. Yeah. God knows when Bill Hofstadt's birthday is. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we see Sal go into his room, he collapses on his bed, and then he fusses with the AC and it's broken. Oh, you can see he's all sweaty. It's he's too so hot. so sweaty. It's too also, how'd you get so sweaty so fast? You were dry as a bone yeah. coming off the elevator and all of a sudden you're just dripping with sweat. Well, maybe that's just, that's how hot his room is. That's how broken the AC is in um, there. No. All right. I don't accept that. You're, you're terrible at this, Sal. So he calls the front desk, mm-hmm. asks someone to come fix it. Meanwhile, we go back to uh, they're in Don's, Don's room. room. Mm-hmm. The lady tells him that he looks like Ty Powers, which he does. Yeah. Did you look up Ty Powers? I did. He's like he... an actor from the '30s and '40s. Yeah. Yep. He looks like Ty Powers. He does. Handsome man. Never heard of him. We'll never hear him again. <laughs> and Shelley undresses and then holds her hands over her boobs. Yeah. When we started this podcast, you wanted boobs. I did. And there's some boobs for you. All right. I got a little bit of boobs boobs happening. Got a little squishy boob. I'll tell you, she was wearing uh, an era-appropriate bra. Oh, thank God. I was happy for that. she took that off. Yup. Bad news. Mad Men Moments has not covered her bra. Okay. It covers Midge in episode one. Okay. But it doesn't talk about her bra. So Mad Men uh, Styles. Mad Men Moments is a different uh, (laughs) Instagram account. Also enjoy it. Mad Men Styles, if you're out there. Tell me about this bra, because it ain't yeah. right. You seem to know a lot about fashion. Right. And so we would love your assistance. Yes. So then, back in Sal's room, or that same bellboy. Yep, that one that was on getting the off AC. the elevator. Uh-huh. And it's a real easy fix. He just puts the knob back yeah. on. It doesn't like, seem very complicated. The end. Which makes you wonder, 
did Sal really need help? Mm. Or was he... It's hard to say, oh, though he does seem say. very surprised. He's very the rest surprised. Of the scene yes, because we we the angle, the camera angle is looking down at Sal with his big old money clip, counting out money, looking yes. for a tip for the bellboy, and then the bellboy's feet come, come very close, yes, much closer than a normal servant yes. would to a hotel guest, and then smooches. Oh. Bellboy just smooches right up on him. They get they get serious smooch working. I was so happy. Yeah. And it was so short-lived. It was so short-lived. He uh the bellboy opens takes off Sal's coat and there's a pen with broken ink uh-huh. which seems just very sexual. Just... <laughs> yeah, there's just a big old ink stain yeah. on his chest and he the bellboy looks at him and he just says airplane. Yeah. <laughs> And Sal, I wrote, he is very, very excited. He's just like... He's overwhelmed. Yeah, he's letting it happen to yeah. him. But it's like, you can tell he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the shit right here. He's over, He yeah. is excited. Mm-hmm. He's happy, but he's very overwhelmed. Yeah. And then the fire alarm goes off. Yeah. And I mean, they're on the bed. Pants are being unbuckled. Oh, yeah. Clothes are, are coming off. They're into it. Yeah. It's not just a kiss. No. It's... They're... Making the most of this Sodomy hero. was about to happen. There was definitely going to be. And, and I mean, every Mad Men watcher is like, hell, finally, sodomy finally. on Mad Men. We have and to waiting. wait. We have to wait till see. But we haven't yeah. even gotten it yeah. yet. I think there is a little bit All right. later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll little, talk about it when we get spoiler there. Spoiler alert. There's gonna, a, little bit of, a little bit of sodomy. It's going to be a while. Great. In, like, the legal sense, not in sure. the fun sense. <laughs> lawyer you're welcome <laughs> so we see we're back at in don and shelly's room don is just wearing a blazer over his shirtless chest which yeah. is great look john ham not mad about it go for that go for it they go out the window down the fire escape and don comes across sal in his room yeah and like is is like trying to get in touch with him hey Come on out. He's, he knocks on the window. He says, yeah. let's go. And Sal's just kind of sitting there on the bed right. getting dressed. Right. He's clearly getting dressed. Mm-hmm. And then the bellboy comes into frame. Half and, undressed. Yeah. Yeah. And Don's like, I'm sorry. Two boys. Oh, no. Sodomy. That's what Don said. He's like, is that what the alarm was for? Oh. It was Sodomy was about to happen. And so they that's how they do it in Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in there. Friendship. It, in friendship. In friendship, Maryland. In friendship. I got those sodomy sirens. Yep. And then, like, the Don is down with all the other hotel guests, like, just looking up at the building, like you do when a fire yeah. alarm goes off. And Sal and uh, the other guy come out together, mm-hmm. which is a bad move. Mm-hmm. Like, they should not have done that. Yeah. That was just dumb. <laughs> so. And. And Don's, like, scowling at him. Yeah. He's got a little... He's got not a nice face. He does Sal clocks it and then looks away. Yeah. It doesn't look, you know, welcoming, no. understanding. Or he doesn't... Don doesn't go across and be like, thumbs up. Well, it's go, not Sal. Even, it's not even strictly confused yeah. or surprised. Yeah. It's scowly. It's, like, yeah. judgmental. Yeah. That... 
Poor tracks. Sal. Yeah. I was so happy and then so sad. Right. Like, it would be so fun if Sal, once again, because when Elliot showed up, it was yeah. this thing of, like, Elliot travels and he is comfortable going to a different city and hooking up with different men. Yeah. But Sal just can't do it. He could. Yeah. He, if he got a little smarter about it. Yeah. But if he didn't set off the sodomy alarm. If he wouldn't just set off that fucking sodomy. You'd I think the just... bellboy would know that that was a... Right? I just want yeah. Sal to enjoy a little bit of sodomy. <laughs> just, That's all I he want can for have, him. Sal can have little of sodomy as a treat. Yeah. It's yeah, another meme. Sal. Do you know that meme? No. All right, well. I don't... Listen, I'm 35. Our Twitter is going to be off the hook. <laughs> Once that happens. Okay. So then we're back at Sterling Cooper, and it's, like, beginning of the day at work. And who do we see? We see Peggy. Remember how you said we don't see her? That's a really good point. There she is. There she is. Hey, Peggy. Hi, Pegs. Talking to Joan, asking her if she's nervous about wearing her giant ring on the subway. Joan's coat. Tell us about so it. so cute. What's it look like? It's, it's like a fern green, or like mm-hmm. a mossy green, mm-hmm. and cream houndstooth. Ooh. Oh, and it's got a big old lapel, yeah. and it's kind of like 50s. Ugh. Gorgeous. Ugh. Ugh. She's just so wonderful. So disgusted by how great Joan now, is. Now, I don't know if Joan is ever going to do something wrong. She she was racist yeah. at that time, which I didn't right. love. Okay. But that hasn't yeah. come back again. Yeah. And since then, mm-hmm. she has done no wrong. Absolutely not. And I love her. We've actually gained quite a bit of sympathy for Joan yes. since then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I um, I mean. And if the day comes where she does right. something wrong, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see it. I don't I'm think there's. Now. I think. She's just golden from here just on Just feel out. free to love Joan. Okay, great. Because she's surely she's flawed, but she's the best. She's the best. She's the Ugh. she's the OG strumpet trumpet. Ugh. Burp, 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 burp. Joan. We love Joan. I can't stand it. Keep me up at night. I just lay in bed. I'm like Joan. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Ugh. This has been our episode. This is the part of the episode where we just like moan about Joan. This moan is, about Joan. This is the Joan moan. Ah. Uh, corner. <laughs> Joan moan. We got the Joan moan. Hell yeah. All right. Ugh. So she's asking uh, about. So like you had pointed out. Joan was supposed to get married at Christmas. So yes. we can kind of assume she has already gotten married. Yes. And Peggy asks her if she's nervous about wearing her ring on the subway. But I'm guessing that's the engagement ring. Right. Which is not changed since right. last season. And Joan says, I don't ride the subway. I do worry about being followed, though. Yeah. And Peggy decides, oh, I'm going to start making Joan work for me now. And says, I think Lola takes a horse and buggy. Yeah. She's always yeah. late. And Joan says... I'm not at work yet. Please stop bugging me with this yeah. little shit. I don't care. And and she says, uh, I'm so glad I'll be out of here soon. Right. So, well, but first she talks about how brides get nervous. Mm. And they, oh, because uh, Peggy says, I don't want to hear about her water retention. Mm-hmm. And Joan says, oh, well, brides get nervous. So right. clearly Lola is engaged. Yes. Good point. Good yeah. Catch. And... Then yes. she says, ah, oh, but she's always talking to Money Penny. And what could they, what could they be talking about? Uh-huh. And Joan is like, don't call him that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, are you defending him? I forgot about that. Yeah. Because I call him Money Penny the rest of the time. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Money Penny the Limey Vulture. It's yes. great. Money Penny the Limey Vulture. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Definitely not Mr. Hooker. No. 
But yeah. so then Joan says, yes. I'm so glad to be out of here soon. And yeah. Peggy's like, oh, thanks, Joan. Right? Leave us behind. But so she's not out of there yet? So maybe she's, she's not, not married. Yeah. Maybe it got postponed. That's very Maybe she possible. was like, you know what? Sexual assault might mm. make me postpone things. It kind of turns me off a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So then we're back in the office, and uh, clearly the memo has gone out. Yes. About... But Pete hasn't gotten it yet. Because he's just coming in. Yes. And his secretary, Hildy, congratulates him mm-hmm. and then tells him there's a meeting for the heads of accounts. Mm-hmm. And Pete says, excuse me? For you and Mr. Cosgrove, a big meeting. And in one of the most, like, classic Pete ways of saying anything, he says, what are you talking about? Yes. Very enunciated. I l- that's so Pete. Yeah. Of, like, I am so angry right now. Yeah. But I am well-bred enough. He should have said, a thing like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chip and a dip. Yes. Mother. also a shotgun. (laughs) I think you're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all Pete things. So, Don, they're back in Balmer. And Don is meeting with... London Fog, there's a couple, it's like a father and son Mm -hmm. that are running London Fog and talking about how we don't really need Bert Peterson. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of where I realized that that's why they're on this trip. It's to like settle everybody down when Bert's gone. Right. The same way Joan had to come in while they made all those notes when Roger had his heart attack. Right. Because they just gotta, they gotta make sure everybody knows it's gonna be fine. It's cool, baby. It's cool. Baby, it's cool. It's cool. Ain't no worries. Don't you worry. And the client, oh, I, uh, Sal comes in late. He's got the most beautiful blue suit on. He's wearing yeah. royal blue. He looks real good. Yes. He looks real good. He's very Why good do you think looking. he was late? That's a good, oh, well, he's, so the excuse he gives is that he left his plane ticket at the hotel, mm-hmm. which... I guess means they're leaving from the client back to the plane mm-hmm. is the idea. But mm-hmm. do you think off camera, Sal got a little bit of sodomy? Oh, and do you think why he's he late. was like, you know what? I'll just close the windows this time. Yeah. I mean, shit, the bellboy and Sal mm. are both going into that same hotel. That's a very interesting theory. They clearly that all they slept reconnected. there that night. Yeah. You know what? Once again, Ashley, you've given me a little theory <laughs> That makes me like this episode even more. All right. I like this episode a lot. I do like it too. But I, I'm going to say Sal got a little bit of sodomy. All right. Sal got some. And that made him late. Yeah. Hey. I'd be late if I finally got some sodomy. I'd be late if I lost my plane ticket. Hey. <laughs> I left my plane ticket back at the hotel. Oh. Hey, baby. I'm going to be in first class. You look like a nice plane ticket. <laughs> Does this plane ticket come with any uh, complimentary Upgrade. beverages? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, oh, the client is nervous. The older guy, like the father, he he doesn't want to express it, but the son he tells. Yeah, he doesn't say he's yeah. nervous. They're about to just leave, and then right. the son says, "You're not going to say anything." Right. Like clearly, there is an issue. Yeah. And the father is worried that everyone who's already bought, who will buy a raincoat, has already bought a raincoat, mm-hmm. which is exactly the kind of thing you think when you're like. It's two o'clock in the morning and you're certain that your business is going to fail yes, yes. because no one is ever going to buy a raincoat again. Ever again. Because right. you, your raincoats are so fucking great. They no one's ever going to need another one. Also, people don't grow up. Right. New people don't exist. 
People never gain or lose weight. Never. I'm so mad at this London Fog guy. Fuck for this just guy. being ridiculous. It's so stupid. And because we know London Fog as like having a lot of different things. We do. Well, it's a it's it's an ongoing it's a what's the term? A going concern. It still exists. Okay. And they, I think I had some like cheap luggage that was London Fog. Oh, but they yeah, do bags I've had London and they Fog do luggage. other kinds of clothes and okay, outerwear and stuff. Okay. Yeah, London Fog is still around. Yeah, I've had their luggage. Yeah, but clearly at this point it was just just raincoats. raincoats. And Sal, which isn't that a slang term for condom? It is. Yeah, okay. I'm just checking. Sure. It a, a sheath. A sheath right, is exactly. also because that's what the that's what the that's what the prostitute says yeah. to Dickie's dad. Mm-hmm. You don't have a sheath. So in Ulysses, there's a scene where a, a student comes in from out of town and he's talking with all of his friends while they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is, is that he didn't have a condom, so this girl he was with wouldn't sleep with him. Mm-hmm. But I think he uses, it's, at that point in the novel, everything is in like medieval imagery. Like it's okay. written in a totally different, like an old style. Mm-hmm. And... He's speaking like he's a knight, mm-hmm. and he didn't bring a sheath. Oh, or like, there's some right. kind of whatever. Mm. And, of course, you, you find out that the girl he's talking about mm. is actually the daughter of the main character oh, who is there. Shit. I'm not sure that he knows it or not. Oh, damn. Anyway. Okay. This has been Kate's Ulysses Corner. Yep. And <laughs> Sal actually does very well in calming yeah, clients. He's he very useful job. at this meeting. Yeah. And he says, our worst fears lie in anticipation. That's not me. That's Balzac. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice of person to quote mm. in his particular storyline. Someone Because who, it sounds like Balzac. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. All right. I was yeah. just checking. Yeah. Okay. You're the one who said, is raincoat a condom? The guy's name is Balzac. And okay, you're now like, listen. oh. No, 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 no. Come on. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> You are so intelligent. Yes. And so sophisticated. Oh, he thought I, like, I knew thought, something. Yes, that you like knew something I didn't know. <laughs> when in fact, you were just being crass like I was about to be. I'm trying to come down to your level. Okay, I was about to be like, because ball sacks it. And you're like, it's interesting, given this episode. And I was like, oh shit, ball sack is, is like a thing that I don't know. <laughs> and you're like, because of ball sack, bitch. <laughs> I guess I should be complimented that you think so highly of me that I try to play right into the joke you're about to make, but it's too classy. You just think I'm I'm too fucking highbrow. Well, I'm I'm not expecting you to dip down to my lowbrow level. I wouldn't be any kind of financial officer if I wasn't prepared to disappoint you. (laughs) Ballsack. Ballsack. So the son says he is investigating umbrellas and bags and hats and other things. Mm-hmm, which and, apparently now exist. Right. And then Don is like, hey, just calm your fucking shit down. Basically. There will be fat years. Fat years and there will be lean, lean years, years. But it's going to rain. Oh. My notes don't say those words. Okay. They, because of voice to text. <laughs> it was I was just trying to figure that out. So, but then the yes. the son says, "Let's get you some earplugs." Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Because they're going on a factory tour. Factory tour. Yes. <laughs> when he said, "My son's going to give you a tour," I was like, "They're going to see Baltimore." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crab cakes. Yeah. They're going to they're going to see some crows or something. Yeah, they're going to like have a grand day out. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's day out. 
They're going to crawl along some like yeah. steel beams that are being lifted <laughs> up by a crane. Going to go to an Orioles game. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Factory tour no, makes like, more sense. It's it kind of like ball sacks. So you were... <laughs> We're just feeding each other, yeah. you know. We're we're a perfect team. <laughs> so now we're at the big meeting where the heads of accounts mm-hmm. are finally meeting each other, and Joan is just reading off every single client, and we can tell it's not it's some Sterling Cooper clients, but also these new PPL clients. Mm-hmm. Harry and Lane are on either side of Joan, uh-huh. and next to them are Ken and Pete. Why is Harry there? I didn't understand that at first. Well. I guess we find out. Uh, Pete asks. Well, no, no, no. So, so Pete is looking straight ahead. Mm-hmm. He looks. He's pissed. Like he is about to flip this entire table over. Mm-hmm. He is so mad. Ken is writing it down because they're listing off. It's like alphabetically. Ken gets the first half, and Pete's getting the second half. Right. And Ken's just writing them down. And he's like, "This is fucking he's awesome!" So excited. It was like more exciting for him. That he only has to do half of them, almost. Right. It's like, this is a great opportunity. Right. And Pete's just... He's being a little bitch. Pete doesn't understand why Ken got the Uts account. The Uts account. Because Ken gets Uts. And no. No. Ken Pete, doesn't understand why Pete, Pete got gets Uts. Uh, right. Because when we saw... Pete got Uts. The big Jimmy Barrett episode... Right. It was Ken leading the Uts couple into the set... Right. When the woman got made fun of. Right. So... Apparently, Ken has lost some goodwill because he allowed the Uts lady to get absolutely right. torn apart by Jimmy Barrett. Right. And so so Harry says, once we learn that Uts has gone to Pete. Yes. Harry says, some went to accounts that you guys already had. Yes. And some were divvied up on personal reasons. Right. Can you figure out why you lost Uts? Yeah, there Ken. we go. But th- at some point... Like, they're asking if Harry is the one who assigned it. And mm-hmm. Harry said, well, 42% of every dollar at 42 cents of every dollar at this agency is spent on television. But no, it was Harry and Lane that did it together. Mm-hmm. So we have gone so far now yeah. that Harry is actually being recognized for being an important part. Yeah. Like, they are talking about commercial ads. It seems like the ad that What's-His-Name mentions at the end, the London Fog yeah. idea... That sounds more like a commercial than a newspaper ad. Yeah. And so so this brings up something that the Matt Zoller Seiss article mentions in this his whole episode. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of pairs. So you have like Ken and Pete, Pete. are paired as mm-hmm. heads of account. You have Harry and Lane are paired working on this like divvying up this whole project. Uh-huh. You have Don and Sal. Don and Sal going out <clears throat> um, with their pair of stewardesses Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe joan and peggy uh, but i don't i don't there's not quite a joan and peggy or a joan and mr bigglesworth (laughs) they yeah but there's some of these just like pairing off yeah another point that they make is that there's a lot of deception yeah so obviously don and sal were deceiving the stewardesses with their identities sal was kind of being deceptive he's you know moving into this double life. Right. And Don, it's his birthday, but it's, you know, Dick's birthday. Right. And then you've got Lane, who doesn't tell right. Ken and Pete. This whole head of accounts yeah. is deception. Yeah. So there's just secrets and lies. Secrets, secrets. Um, secrets, secrets. Are no fun. There we go. Secrets, secrets hurt someone. Aww. Mm-hmm. 
And Lane strongly implies that whoever does the best job is going to be the actual head of accounts. Mm-hmm. So like you said, they are now in competition. Well, he says you're each taking half of the company, uh, but I suppose one of you could really distinguish yourself. Uh-huh. It would be easier that way. Mm-hmm. So he sets up this competition of like, yes. you. one of you needs to really impress me yeah. to really become head of accounts. Yeah, yeah. which of course is going to make Pete just absolutely nuts. Yep. Because he's like, he, he's, he thought he earned this position two years ago. Right. Like, he's so far uh, away from, like, competing from it. Right. And Ken is just going to do his job. Right. And so Pete kind of accosts Ken. And Ken's like, what could possibly be the matter? How could you complain about this? Right. Everything is great. And Pete is like, I actually hate you. I don't know. He said something really mean. He do- Well, he says... He says something about, you know, you're not even good at this job. Yeah. He says, you're not even good at this. And Ken says, they want us to hate each other, and mm-hmm. I refuse to participate. Yeah. Yeah. I like Ken. I love that. That is that, such a secure attitude yeah. that's so admirable. It's like how I won't talk about Teal with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think it's the same thing. But no? Okay. okay. Well, that's fine. So then we're back to the plane. Yeah. And Sal and Don are back on the plane. And Don turns to him and says, can I, like, can I ask you a question, I feel like? Sal has been nervous this whole time. Oh, yeah. And Don turns to him and says, I need to ask you something. I need to be really honest with yeah, you. Yeah, which is. Yeah. And Sal's like, <gasps> cruel. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And then Don describes just this ad idea. Of a woman in a London Fog raincoat uh, opening it up mm-hmm. in front of a man in on a park bench. And you can just see the man's face. Mm-hmm. And then the tagline is, limit your exposure. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure there's, like, multiple levels to him telling Sal this. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Because what you've got is, this is Don acknowledging to Sal... I saw you. Right. I know what's going on. But right. buddy, you need to limit your exposure. Yeah. I'm not I'm not necessarily judging you. Right. I'm not gonna try to get you fired. I'm not disgusted by sitting next to you. Right. But act like you've been there before, buddy. Yeah. You just yeah. on your first day you fucked up. Come on. Ah, Sal. So And Sal says, That's it. That's it. And Don says, Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're on an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that stands at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. No mention. We didn't even see Kurt and Smitty. So, like, they haven't connected, you know, all the gays in the office quite as yet. But we'll see if they do. So then we go back to the office, and John is chatting up some secretaries. Mr. Limey Vulture, Bigglesworth, Moneypenny. Mm Mm-hmm. And Joan... it's one of those things where you're like I know Joan's up to something Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but she's being real nice all of a sudden and giving him more than you would expect she's giving him an office yeah she's like oh well we've got Burt Peterson's office and we're gonna need an office for when your London Mm -hmm. people come to town yes and it shouldn't just sit empty so you go ahead and have it and we're going to get you a secretary on top oh, of it. Oh, yeah. So, secretary, you're going to have your own secretary. You're going into the office of the former head of accounts. Yeah. That's the office that you get. Yeah. And there's an ant farm in it for there's some an reason. an ant farm. Because it's Cooper's. 
Okay. Yeah, it okay. wasn't Burt Peterson's. So that's why it stayed in the office. Yes. In my head, it was like, it was just going to go back to Cooper's office, but it's just like, no, this, this is where is Cooper where keeps lives. his ant farm. Yep. Yep. Can you, um, do you think Burt liked that? Do you think Burt liked that Burt put Burt's ant farm in Burt's office? I think Burt really liked that Burt put Burt's ant farm in Burt's office. I think Burt mm-hmm. was like, this is a really great place for Burt's ant farm yeah. is in Burt's office. I feel like Burt would appreciate Burt on the same level. Like, Bert and Bert see eye to eye when absolutely. it comes to ant farms and Definitely. ant farm placement. And just like the peacefulness that can come yeah. to a bird yeah. seeing Bert's ant farm. A Bert seeing Bert's ant farm in yeah. Bert's office right. is going to make a Bert feel really good. We love it when Bert feels good, don't we, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Trudy comes into Pete's office. With a real dumb hat. Tell us about this hat. I, that's all. It's just dumb. <laughs> It's tall yeah. and round and it's conical. It's like there's a and... black eraser on her head. Yeah, and all her hair is tucked up into it. Yeah. Like, if maybe her hair was down, it would look better. It's yeah. like, it's just bad. It's just a dumbass yeah. hat. There's it... a lot of dumbass fashion in this episode. <laughs> oh, my. <gasps> oh, my. Yeah. We're coming for you, Trudy's hat. And she brings Pete this, like, desk block thing mm-hmm. with that says peter campbell the buck stops here mm-hmm. just so lame Blech. and and, and he starts whining because yeah. half of the whole fucking company is not enough for Pete yeah. Campbell. she's like do you have a fever she can tell something's mm-hmm. up and he's like i'm only half a pet of the account yeah. i'm a whiny little bitch mm-hmm. but trudy says you're a lot like my father you're an ambitious man and an ambitious man is never happy with what he has yeah. And then Pete does the most whiny thing, which is exactly what Don told him not to do in the last episode, which is, why does it always have to be like this? Why can't get, I get anything good all at once? All at once. Don said, you gotta wait. Yeah. And, and I can't live like this. Yeah. But Trudy says, but you'll try. Yeah. Oh, batting my big doe eyes. In my dumbass hat. My stupid hat. My hat is so stupid. And... Just so we're clear, Alison Brie is perfection, and it's not her fault. They put no, a dumb hat. They on put her. a dumbass hat on a beautiful, wonderful human. Yes, and that's not her fault. And you know, people in the sixties were dumb. They were doing yeah. dumb shit, like yeah. wearing dumb hats. Like this we, is the second dumb hat we've seen this app. Well, oh, because the, the weird Met ass woman. feather hat. Do you think she was like, oh, fancy the people Met wear lady wore a hats. dumb hat? I gotta yeah. go out and spend too much money on a dumb hat myself. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Trudy's like that. Yeah. It's cool that we're in 1963 now. Yeah, it is. We're, like, getting into the 60s. We're in it. Like, the first couple years of the 60s were really the 50s. Yeah. But now it's, like, the 60s. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited. The hats are just going to keep getting dumber. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sal is showing Paul. He's made a little sketch of the London yeah. Paul ad. Mm-hmm. And what are they? They're talking about Balmer. Yeah. And, and I just wrote Sal telling boys about Baltimore. That's all. That's I, all I wrote. I wrote Sal shows Paul the sketch. Yeah. Well, he liked it. Yeah. So then Roger comes in. It's like the end of the day. Roger is coming into Don's office with vodka and Cuban cigars. And Don says, Cosgrove versus Campbell. Is Cooper playing God or Darwin? Which I think... He's playing Darwin mm-hmm. because it's a survival of the fittest thing. He's not trying to, if he was playing God, it would be, this is the way it will work if these two right. are here. But if it's Darwin, it's just only one will survive. 
and Roger suspects that it came from the home office, and he told them it was a stupid idea, but they don't always get our inflection. (laughs) (laughs) And he's sitting on that back couch in Don's office, Mm -hmm. so Pete comes in with his back to the couch. Yeah, and he's coming in hot. Yes. He's like, Don, I gotta talk to you. He's hot to trot. Yeah, he is hot to trot. (laughs) And Don's like, okay. And then he turns and sees Roger, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, uh... Thank you so much for this promotion. Yeah. I feel really honored. This is great. His He goes from, I'm about to complain, mm-hmm. and something that Don probably wouldn't respect, mm-hmm. but then when he sees Roger, he he completely takes Trudy's like tact. And yeah. Just like, all right, well, let's just do this thing. I will say, he hears Roger open his lighter, mm-hmm. and that's how he's made aware that Roger's there, and that's the same sound that when Duck was, like, making his first speech as president of the company, mm-hmm. you heard Don opening his lighter yeah. and lighting a cigarette. So they're just, the Foley artist mm-hmm. in, has just been, like, they are they got some light, the new lighter sounds. All right, let me see if I can do a lighter sound. Get some clean audio. All right, well, let's see. Oh. Okay, wait. No. Ooh, we did it at the same oh, we did time. The same time. That's so, be a good one. if it sounds exactly the same, yeah. then we know my foley is yeah. spot on. Listener, did you hear the same sound over and over again? Yeah. Let us know, please. I hope I didn't just like for some reason lighting a lighter near my mic made me scared. No, that's there's no reason. For okay, that. thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> it is not flammable. Yeah. And then, who comes in next? Bert Cooper coming in hot, hot to trot. He comes in, he closes the door. Yeah. And he starts pouring a drink. He wants he, a brandy. He asks about brandy. And and Roger and Don are like looking at each other like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pete is over the moon. Yeah. Oh, he's Pete's like, so happy. He's like, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just like swatted my cat Very away. Very gently. I touched his yes. tummy, but it also startled him, yeah. so he jumped straight up and sideways <laughs> simultaneously, and it was very cute. It was very cute. It was very spry. It was. It was a good look. So, yeah, Pete's delighted. He calls Bert Cooper Bert. Yeah. 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 Someone had talked to Bert Cooper about something, some ad for Penn Station, and mm-hmm. he says, you know, Y'all might have been on, I don't know, we have a real Yankee. Yeah. Something about we have a real Yankee. He says, despite British rule, uh-huh. now they have all the Brits in here, despite yeah. British rule, we've still got a real Yankee. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he says that London Fog's a great, a great name, name. Even though Lane was making fun of it earlier for not being a real thing. Right. And it's like Bert is commiserate. We've never seen Bert just hang out with Don and Roger in mm. Don's office. Mm-hmm. He never stays there Mm-mm. if it's not a real meeting. And he's like, I'm one of you now. Like, Bird is no longer he's the no head longer, bitch in charge. Yeah, he's not HBIC. No. He's not the head Bert in charge. <laughs> head Bert in Cooper. Head Bert in Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just one of the American guys. Yeah, he's a Yankee. And then we go to the other, across the pond. We find the other Bert's office with mm-hmm. Bert's ant farm. Yes. In Bert's office. Yes. And... Money, penny, and price. And uh-huh. price is like, why is there an ant farm? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And then he says, 
why do you have an office? Yeah. And Moneypenny's like, well, I just thought <laughs> we'll need it for when our other Britishmen come yeah. across the pond. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I can yeah. just stay in it. Someone's got to keep it undusty. And Price is like, nah, be. Nah, be. Nah. You it's ain't not unseemly. In charge. We just fired half their staff, and now my secretary gets this A big, big ass office. office. No, no. you're just gonna sit in front of the office. Yes, and, and then Money Penny says, "This place is a ginocracy," <laughs> which I really like. That it's a good. I name. want all places and things to be a ginocracy. Definitely. So just lead from the crotch. Yeah, that's my motto. Lane says he hadn't noticed. Yeah, Lane's. A neat guy. He's there's something. Well, there's he's something. a he's a he's a character mm-hmm. that we will get to know better. Okay. And then back at home, we see Don unpacking his val valise valise val his valium his valvatron his val valvoline his valtrex, and guess what we see? His children. One of them. His name's Bobby. It's a different actor. Different Bobby! It's a different you looked Bobby. It up. I did look it you up. You looked it up. Also, Betty way less pregnant. <laughs> far, far, far yeah. less pregnant. <laughs> and she makes Sally come in and apologize. And I love I love this exchange. Sally says, I'm sorry I broke your suitcase. Don says, find out how much it is and it'll come out of your allowance. Sally says, I don't have an allowance. Don says, then don't, then don't break, break things. things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But then she says, I just didn't want you to go. Because the last time mm-hmm. he packed a suitcase, he didn't fucking come back forever. That's a really good point. Yeah, she's yeah. freaked out. She's like, yeah. the last time you packed up a suitcase, mm-hmm. shit went bad. Yeah. You and now you're finally months. home. Right. I don't I don't want that happening again. Right. Yeah. Months. Weeks. Well, no, because he left and he wasn't back in. I was thinking of California, yeah. but yeah, he was no, out of the house. He was in California for, for three yeah. whole weeks. But yeah, he was out of the house for longer than that. And Don says something... That I say to my cat, Ferris, every time I go on a trip. You'll always be my girl. I will always come home. Oh. <laughs> and you, and then, you know, you'll always be my little boy. He says yeah. you'll always be my girl. Yeah. But I do tell Ferris that because I know he gets worried. Okay. <laughs> I know he doesn't understand it. I don't think he does. It's okay. It's for your heart. It's for my it's heart. It's for your heart. That's okay. I love my little kitty cats. I know. They're, They're real good sweet. boys. And Don says that he doesn't sleep well when he's not well, with Betty. Well, because Betty says he looks tired. Yeah. He says, I don't sleep well when I'm not here. He mm. says, you need glasses. You mm. squint too much. You need glasses. Mm-hmm. And then there's little Sally digging through his valise. Yeah. And what does she find? She says, oh, Daddy, are these for me? <laughs> and she holds up uh, Shelly's wings, mm-hmm. her little pin. Yeah. And uh, Don looks freaked out. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yes. Yeah. And then she asks him to tell the story of when she was born. Mm-hmm. So the episode started out with the story of him being born. Mm-hmm. And he, we now decided, was making it up. We're pretty yes. sure. He had to make yes. it up. And now he's trying to tell the story of Sally's birth. And we know he's very good at telling stories. Mm-hmm. But he can't do it. He can't do it. He's struggling. Betty has to take over. He starts to talk and then he kind of drifts away. And Betty mm-hmm. kind of looks at him and then takes over to finish telling yeah. the story. Because is it her birthday coming up? Why did, yeah, why? Oh, no, it's because her mom's pregnant. That's yeah. why. I was like, yeah. why are they telling yeah, uh, this story? Pregnant. And there's more. The same Civil War music plays mm. at the end there, too. Some non-diegetic sound. Non-diegetic sound. And then it just kind of cuts. Yeah. It doesn't do a long pull out. No. It just 
done. We're done. That's the end of the app. Well, yeah. How do you like it? All right, here we go. That was the sound of all my knuckles cracking. Well, let me, before you start actually predicting anything, mm. I want you to know I finished my little notebook okay. of the predictions. So this weekend I was at the Unicorn Feed and Supply store uh-huh. in Ipsy, and I got this little notebook. And what does this notebook say? What does it say? It says, she doesn't know how the story ends, but she loves what's along the way. Mm. This is very cute. Yeah. Sarah actually perfect. was like, this is the right one. This is the and right one. I was one. like, you're right. Oh, very cute. So this is my dedicated Ashley Predicts notebook. Aww. Hopefully it'll last a little longer. because it's, <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. It's larger. Yeah. Right little. I'll give less predictiones. That's all I'm at. That's, <laughs> this was a long way around being like, I'm having a... I'm like, girl, my hand is cramping. I can't keep buying notebooks. I know. It's, it's, my predictions are becoming an expense. It's honestly... You. you know what? Listener, we might have some... We might use these predictions for something one day who, who, who knows we don't know what these we'll predictions see. will do i'm writing them down we're just saving them for posterity we're just saving them for the documentary that's going to be made about this yeah. podcast yeah after, yeah after our violent end <laughs> <laughs> okay you decided yes i'm gonna give the do's a meter please girl this episode yeah. was a 84 percent doozy <sighs> That's I'm gonna say eighty-seven percent because okay. I'm sorry. No, you wrote eighty-four already. I corrected a pretty. You can't even tell. Okay, great. Eighty-seven percent doozy because yes, Sal finally got a little bit of sodomy. He got a little sodomy. He got a little sodomy. So go Sal. And Don was cheating again. Hey, I have Ugh. a question. Does that make him? You said he was eligible. Oh, <gasps> for a trumpet, trumpet. Yeah. Oh, he's yes. Sal! Sal, you got a strumpet. Sal! Trumpet. You got a little bit of sodomy and a strumpet trumpet. There's a little bit of a strumpet. I love it. You want to blow on that trumpet. Hey! That's the strumpet trumpet for sodomy. Yeah! <laughs> oh no! How many times can we say that word? I was in just an episode? thinking we've said that word a lot. Sure have. I hope one of our listeners tallies it. For us. Please do. Dear listener, please tally how many times we've said the word sodomy. There's and we're not done one. yet. No. Okay, so that's the doosometer. I love it. On a scale of 1 to 10. Yes. I'm going to give it 8.75. Interesting. Interesting. 8.75 scandalous um, wings. Oh, I like it. Scandalous wing clips. I absolutely thought of Buffalo wings first. Oh, no, 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 no. Why? No, 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 no. It's a weird choice. That is a weird choice. We could also make it 8.75 embalmers. (laughs) But like the person who does embalming. Yes, indeed. Those are equivalent. Scandalous wings and embalmers. And they are. Yeah. Um, Is that what our fans should be? The embalmers? (laughs) I think they should be the scandalous wings. Scandalous. Uh, Scandalous embalmers. Just the sodomites. That's not okay. That's not in stone. Okay, it's not in stone. We're not no. carving that out for you. No. Okay. All right. Well, yakety sacks. Ashley predicts. Okay. Now that Sal has finally had a little bit of sodomy. Okay. He's gonna get more. All right. So he starts. 
hitting up the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. He's slinking around back alleys. He's okay. hanging out in Central Park. All right. He's just become a full-on cruising Yeah, he's man. cruising. Yeah. yeah. He might later be the inspiration for Grinder. Is that right? He doesn't invent it. Uh-huh. But somebody, when he gets much older, somebody younger that he hooks up with is mm-hmm. so, like, enamored with him and, and his story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That he then invents Grinder. He's like, kids these days, we're too lazy to do all the, like, legwork. Yes. That my forefathers did. Right. Where right. you just... I don't know what the analog <laughs> grinder was. And it was not... it was hanging out in the park. All right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the analog. Right. It's a Literally proximity. cruising in the park. You're within exactly. a quarter of a mile of me. Yes. I'm going to give you a fake name. Yes. So that's Sal. Okay. He's cruising. You. Sal's cruising. Um, for a doozin. For a doozin. <laughs> cruising for a doozin. Um, um, Betty's pregnant belly keeps changing in size. Okay. Sometimes it's ginormous, bigger than any human pregnant belly has ever been. (laughs) And sometimes she's back to just being very thin, and there's no rhyme or reason. Uh Uh-huh. And nobody says anything about it, but Don Mm -hmm. starts recognizing the signs of of square-headed babiness. Oh, no. Because this is how a square-headed pregnancy unfolds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what's happening with Betty. Mm -hmm. She's she's still gestating, but this baby is going to be square-headed. Yes. Pete. Uh Uh-huh. Is just being a little bitch. Okay. Every room he walks into, if one of the top guys isn't in it, mm-hmm. he's just whining. <laughs> Why is my coffee cold? Uh-huh. Why can't I have the things I want right away? But then yeah. Cooper walks in and he's like, top of the morning. Right. He becomes Irish. Okay. That that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, Money Penny mm-hmm. has a t- tiny little like folding table that's just <laughs> sat outside that office uh-huh. and he keeps the door open and he just longingly looks inside uh-huh. specifically at the ant farm okay he's just like longingly looking at the ant farm mm-hmm. um and all the female secretaries just kind of saunter like oh mm-hmm. hoity-toity because they have real desks <laughs> yes he doesn't have a real one and peggy mm-hmm. does some advertising Okay. I used to say, well, Don does some advertising, but now Aww. it's Peggy. Peggy does yeah. some advertising. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. I bet you're on the money with that. Thanks. The lingo. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, we have Brits in the office now. We do. It's You've opened up an entirely new vocabulary <sighs> Let me tell lingo. you, I am far more in tune uh-huh. With British slang, the 1960s slang. Right. Now, what about 1960s British slang? I ain't got that. <laughs> I ain't got that. Okay. So it's going to be one or the other. That's it's either going to be That's British fine. or 60s. So I think in the next ep, uh-huh. someone is going to say either, and they mean the same thing, okay. knackered mm-hmm. or cream crackered. Because, you know, B- Brits love to right. do that, like, rhyming. They do. Yeah. So if you say you're cream crackered, it means you're knackered. Crackered. Which means you're tired. Which means you're tired. Yeah. Knackered is just like wiped out. Man. I'm knackered just learning about your people's uh, vocabulary. Yeah. Wow. Well, I cannot wait. I'm excited. I truly, I I like want to just watch it right now (laughs) and then record another episode. (laughs) I have dinner plans. I'll hold off. Okay. I'll hold, I won't record an episode just by myself. Thank you. Appreciate that. I just do a, just do a live listen, but it's just me going, "Holy crap." 
oh yeah that happens oh right yeah, i remember it. now every now and then i'm like hey ferris what's up uh-huh. just you just hear yeah it's essentially like a webcam yeah for me oh. watching mad men but oh. only audio very saucy Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Well, what an excellent episode. It was fabulous. Thank you all for listening. Welcome back to season three. We made it to season three. We're on season We have three. recorded 26 episodes. That's a lot of That's episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And you know what? And there are more to come. I've enjoyed every one, and I can't wait to do the 27th. <laughs> this was the 27th. Well. You can't wait to do the 28th. The 28th is the one I'm really looking forward to. Me too. To. 28 is good. 28 is a good number. Okay. And... Like we say on the end of every episode, Merry Mad Men to all, and to all a good night. Sodomy. (laughs) Sodomy. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.